This is the 10th of March, 2022. I'm Commander Jantrax, and this is the Loose Screws Podcast. And I will tell you what, we were looking at uh, another delay to the update and still having nothing to talk about. So we'd planned on talking about computer hardware and building PCs, uh, which people like us to talk about now and then and had gotten some requests for lately. And then um, the whole elite community exploded around midday, my time. And uh, so our planned discussion about building PCs is now even more appropriate, I guess. So no, nothing changed for us. <laughs> uh, yeah, so just to get it out of the way up front, today the silence was broken and um, David Braben announced that console development has ceased. It, they, they, well, future console development, plans for console development, off the table. It's not happening Consoles where it will sit on horizons um, indefinitely and uh, so that uh, they can move forward with Odyssey on PC only. So that's the thing. We were going to talk about PC hardware. We're still going to talk about PC hardware um, after we go over the news and the other nonsense. So joining me tonight is Commander Chig. Hi, how are you? Yeah, how am I indeed? Uh, Commander Dubs. That's me. Uh, and Nurgle. Hello, everybody. Which doesn't get a commander title for some reason. It's <laughs> okay. You just uh, that guy. Everything's fine. So I have a feeling this is a big one. All of a sudden, um, do you do we do we want to do some catch ups? Do we want to do the out of out of game in real life stuff or what? We probably should. It's been a while. Been a couple uh, weeks. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. So uh, Mardi Gras is over. Yes. Oh, oh. <laughs> Are right. you uh, resting hey, comfortably, Nurgle? Three, three, three pieces of information that listeners need to have to put this in context. One, I live in the city of Mobile, Alabama, birthplace of Mardi Gras. Two, I work for the city. Three, I fucking hate Mardi Gras. All right. So now that we've gotten that out of the way, yes, three weeks of Mardi Gras are over. Nights of being out till 1, 2 a.m. dealing with drunks in the streets while we try to clean up the city are over. My love of Mardi Gras has not grown one iota. I do not have a Mardi Gras gene. I do not understand the desire to pack like sardines into the downtown of the city to be have beer poured on you and to have cheap Chinese throws hurled at your face. I've never understood it. I have family members who are in Mardi Gras associations and think it is the greatest thing since sliced cheese. I do not understand these people. This makes no sense to me. Well, that's crazy. Everybody knows the greatest thing since sliced cheese was sliced bread. (laughs) And honestly, you can make a grilled cheese. Is it Mardi Gras just the four B's? Beer, booze, beads, and boobs? Beer, booze? I don't know. There's a bunch of B's. I will say that that if you can get... Uh, if you can get like a, a hotel room with a balcony that overlooks the parade route, or in my case, some of the parks downtown, and where you can people watch, oh yeah, it's absolutely worth the price of admission because 
let's just say there were some bad decisions made and some truly <laughs> unfortunate <laughs> wardrobe decisions. <laughs> Which is even like it's a new age, right? With everybody having a camera on them at all times. Oh, yeah. Like you could really be faced but, with the consequences of oh, your wow. decisions for a long time. I hadn't time. really considered that. Well, and in, you know, we, I, yeah, I was sending the crew kind of some messages while this was going on because most of the time while we were recording or doing something, I was sitting in a truck following a parade because there's this small motorized infantry division that follows a parade to clean up behind it. And I mean that there's, there's like 150 people and about 50 vehicles involved you know, 500 yards behind the parade doing the cleanup. Here, I thought you were sending those pictures just because you really liked parades. I'm yeah, sorry, yeah. The, <laughs> yeah, I thought you really liked the back of floats. <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially when they have a, a, uh, a portalette strapped onto the back right next to the strap that's holding on the generator. That's, that's just that's awesome. That's awesome. But the, the decisions people make when they see this armada of vehicles coming three wide down the street with strobe lights flashing, lights blinking, sirens blaring, horns blasting, that they decide now is the time to pick up my five grocery bags full of cheap Chinese throws, my crushed moon pies, and my rock-hard candy, pick up little Johnny, his four-year-old sister, grandma, grandpa in the wheelchair, and stroll across the street. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, what the f- fuck are you thinking? We had one person who thankfully only got pulled off their feet, but they ran out between the block vehicles to oh grab God. something to grab something off the ground before the street sweeper picked it up. <laughs> so dashing in front of spinning brushes. <laughs> actually, they ran up to the side of the street sweeper. So they grabbed it at about the same time the street sweeper grabbed it. Oh as 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 horns are blaring everywhere, trucks are breaking to a stop to avoid hitting them. The guy in the street sweeper is panicking, trying to stop, you know, an eight-ton machine before they kill him. And they grabbed a hold of this big, thick thing of beads or whatever it was they actually grabbed. I never actually saw what they grabbed. And the street sweeper grabbed it, and it yanked them off their feet, and it broke. Otherwise, it would have pulled them into the machine before he could stop. Wow. You know, there's, since we have Jeez. two columns of vehicles, we go, it's, you know, it, different points in the route, we're going down with one set of vehicles opposite what would normally be the flow of traffic. We had a head-on collision between a drunk bastard and a little Toyota and one of those trucks that is, again, going four miles an hour at the head of a column of eight vehicles, all of whom have sirens and flashing lights going. And he was the only other car on the road, and he managed to hit that lead truck. Thankfully, nobody <laughs> was hurt. I got the side of my truck run into by some guy who decided he couldn't wait to come out this side street that I was blocking and rammed me. Luckily, didn't do a whole lot of damage. Um, we had, at some point, some drunk bastard on a golf course, golf cart went zipping across an intersection that I, again, was trying to block, and I'm jumping out in front of my truck, you know, trying to wave him down. He blasts past me and actually hit one of our people on the side who's walking with a hand blower, blowing trash off the sidewalk, Ugh. and knocked her off her feet, and then, you know, my fat ass running down the road for 50 feet behind him screaming, stop, like that was going to happen. Um, I mean, it's just, it, it's unbelievable. I mean, at at one it, point, um, the, the guy in front of me moved up and somebody tried to pull out into the flow of traffic between us. So I shot my truck up and blocked this person off 
and I'm trying to wave them to go back into the parking lot they were pulling out of because I'm the second vehicle in, in a chain of a dozen. And all the garbage trucks and the street sweepers and everything are behind me. So I'm, I'm one of the block trucks. And they, they didn't move. So I got out of my truck and walked over in front of their car. Just, yeah, I need you to go back into the parking lot. Nothing. The lady's looking straight ahead. She's not even paying attention to me. So I walked over to the side of the car and said, ma'am, I need you to move back into that parking lot so we can get this train of vehicles through. And she got out of the car and the screaming started. And then, <laughs> and then the other lady and the two guys in the car got out and the screaming started. And I'm you know, trying to figure out how fast I can get back to my truck. Because, I think you need bear spray for those situations. Yeah. Yeah. You know, in, in, in the immortal words of the comedian Ron White, I didn't know how many of them it was going to take to kick my ass, but I knew how many they were going to use. <laughs> <laughs> and, Is everyone and, drunk all the time? Is this what's Pretty happening? much. And, yeah. and I took a, a couple of steps back because I was going to run to my truck and bumped into something and turned around to look at what it is. And six or seven guys between a couple of my guys who were on the blowers, a couple of guys off the garbage trucks behind me, and a mounted police officer had all come up behind me during this. And so when I ran into them, I just turned back around and said again, ma'am, I need you to back up into the parking lot. Now you keep saying blowers. Is that prostitutes or is this like leaf blowers? Just, leaf blowers. Leaf okay, blowers. Just checking. Because the, the, the way we do this is we have this big 2,000-gallon water truck. I, I know people just want to hear this. This is... <laughs> scintillating conversation. We have this big 2,000-gallon water truck that will go down the middle of the road and blast everything out of the middle to the edge. We have the guys with leaf blowers on either side blowing everything from the sidewalk and the buildings onto the road. And then we have the two columns of vehicles, one on either side of the road with the street sweepers and everything that pick that up as they go. You should have just turned the hose on the fat chicks. They were already gone. Oh, they're, 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 they're way ahead at yeah, they had zipped onto the next intersection. Gotcha. So. They turn it into a wet t-shirt contest is what they do. Oh, please no. There are so <laughs> many people. That would be completely unacceptable. Because <laughs> for every, and I apologize to all the ladies out there, but I'm a dude, so I'm going to say this from my perspective. You know, from every, for every very attractive woman that was dressed um, provocatively on the parade route, there are 15 that had no business wearing what they were wearing. Leggings should have a weight restriction, just saying. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. There were some very, very unfortunate wardrobe decisions. But that was... Grandma, what are you doing out here? Pretty much. Oh. And oh. there was lots of alcohol involved. Lots. But that's normal. So that was that was most of the past three weeks of my life, which is now thankfully over for another year. Total anarchy is what it sounds like. It's yep. it's close to it. Yeah, it's crazy. I'd move. Oh, you have no idea what you're saying because the older I get, the more Mardi Gras becomes a uh, a tie breaking situation for me on where I live. I just I don't like it and. Yeah, if if I ever were to move, it would definitely be to some place that had no association with Mardi Gras. <laughs> yeah, well, that sounds like it's a career thing too, though. Yeah, well, I'm close enough to retirement, so there you go. <laughs> I don't I don't have to do another one if I don't want to. You're also close to death. That that's fortunate. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks, man. Every time. Thanks, man. I love you, Chig. Thanks. <laughs> 
<laughs> Way to put it in perspective, buddy. I'm, I'm helpful. <laughs> but enough about me. Ooh, so Commander Lieutenant Commander Data snuck in during that story. We got Hi. started early because we knew we had such a show going. We we sometimes wait yeah. around for a while. We just I just we just pulled the trigger. Hey, how you how you been? Yeah. What's what's up since last week? <clears throat> hey, I am doing well. Been been a good week. Uh, I've been around about the usual percentage of time. I missed I missed uh, AX night this week. I don't think I was on that mm-hmm. night. But yeah, yeah, it's been been going all right. Uh, they're they're uh, pre- they're predicting another uh, winter apocalypse for the area coming up this weekend, so everyone's panicking about oh, that. Bloody I think great! I think oh, it'll be okay. Uh, all, right. Yeah. all right, everyone, comment on this YouTube video with how bad your weather is and why. Let's gate <sighs> let's gate keep some bad weather. I'm going to be negative eight overnight tonight, <laughs> so I don't, I don't <laughs> care about any of you. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, the, what the weather means to me is how wide the window pane is cracked open to counteract the heat from my computer in this room. <laughs> All right, Jesus, no kidding. Good, good old spring. Anyway, yeah. cool. Um, Dubs, you've been uh, away from us. A lot yes, lately. Yes, I've been gone quite a bit. I actually haven't even played the game. I just found out today that the update got pushed. That's how out of <laughs> yeah. the loop I am. He sat down and he was like, Oh, I gotta download this update. Are you guys are you guys doing it? How's it look? Yeah. <laughs> about to that. Think. To think. That's someone... what people were complaining about earlier in the week. Yeah, yeah I know. Than, less than twelve hours ago. That's what that was the talk of the town. <laughs> That was yeah. that was the big issue twelve hours ago, and that's still the only big issue I really have. <laughs> oh, I'm man. glad you're here tonight. People are going to hate me a lot less. If you can <laughs> just take, yeah, if you can take some of the heat off of me, that'd be great. Because I somehow became the poster boy for uh, discriminating against consoles at some hey, point, which is ridiculous. I, of course. I catch a lot I'm of that heat sure. too for that. I feel like the main reason behind the decision was the lack of RGB available. On consoles, true. Oh, that's okay. what it There's was. Like, so, Dubs, what have you been up to lately? <laughs> uh, literally, just going to work, coming home. Uh, I've actually been playing different games with my wife. We started that. What was it? Generation Zero game. So mm-hmm. I've been playing some games, but you know, working late, and then what I do do when I come home is you know with the wife. Yeah. So I haven't been in here very much. Right on. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we've missed you. I have missed you too. Oh. Wow. Yeah. But so mostly Chig. data. So, okay. All right. <laughs> so Chig, what's up? <laughs> uh, what, since the last show, what, two weeks ago? Yeah, that's right. An, we skipped last week. That's right. I remember now. Got a new usually truck, skip. got a new job, got a got brand a new high-end PC. Yeah, I've I've had I've had oh, a shit. productive week. Yeah, it's been very productive. Damn, seven-year-old yeah. one. Uh, <laughs> right now, <laughs> right now. Truck. Not asking, not asking. Both to do it. Yeah. Both. Put the computer in the back of the truck. Yeah, could do that. Yeah. So there, there's there's that. 
other than that, yeah, I, uh, in game, uh, we did bug hunting night the other night. It was me, tracks and crash went out, um, made, I don't know, a couple hundred million credits in a couple hours. And yeah, that, that's, that's about all I did in game. Cause I've been so busy, you know, getting a truck, a job, all that stuff that I haven't had a chance to really play that much otherwise. So mm. there's that. So did you, des- did you decide you're going to do that job? Yes. Yes. Uh, and I, well, I made the official decision today called and to say that I would take it and I would start on the 21st. I told them when I wanted to start so I could have another week off of doing mm-hmm. nothing. And they put me on payroll and started paying me today. So uh, I'm happy. Good deal. Yeah. Good deal. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Can't beat that. Yeah. Good no. to be wanted. I know. Right. <laughs> so life's good. And then my, my badass computer, but we'll probably talk about that if we get to the hardware discussion. We'll talk about my new yeah. PC. So the whole the whole shebang. Yes. Uh yeah. Well, um for me I, I it's a lot of the same. I was playing a bit. We basically just been still doing Thargoids. I'm addicted to Thargoids. Um nice. murdering those conflict zones. We're getting awfully good at it. Yes. Uh, it's ruthless. Yeah, about a quarter bill. The other night, it's not a not a bad haul for a couple of hours in a phantom. Good deal. Um, and I didn't build any new PCs or anything, but you know, you get involved one way or the other. So, uh, last, last week, um, episode ended up getting skipped. They're just personnel issues, personnel issues. And that's fine because it was going to be a kind of a nothing we, episode anyway, I think. Oh, you got you got to tell them. We knew what was coming this week and we knew yeah. we needed a week off to prepare. Okay, you're right. We have we yeah. had inside information. We're actually the only ones. So all these clowns who rushed to put their YouTube videos up just just less than an hour after the announcement, well, we had the jump on you. We just don't record till later in the day and we didn't feel like showing you up. Yeah. So, take that. Yeah. And see, you know, I was I was going to go aunt, with that is your real name. I was going to go with, we didn't have a show last week, and that's why they pulled the plug on this this week. So we didn't have <laughs> yeah. something to talk about. That's yeah, it. that's yeah. it. So it's yeah, our and, fault, really. And before we get hate and discord, no, none of this is true. But anyway. <laughs> yes. uh, or is it's a joke. Or it's a joke. Yeah. <laughs> I will tell you what. Um, that let, let's, let's start tucking into some of this. And I think starting with the squad update is going to be the way to go because we haven't had a proper one in a while. So, oh, here's a proper one. So uh, how about we do a squad update? The bang squadron update. <laughs> oh, never gets old. Never gets old. Um, so since we last talked, which for me was a month ago, but... Um, we finally expanded into Lambda Andromeda after, I think that's four attempts and all sorts of shenanigans along the way. Uh, so we need to start raising our influence to take over there. We are desperately trying to stop this damn crazy expansion cycle. Um, I think we started off with six systems that were over 75% ready to expand. We managed to knock it down to two before we went right back into expansion. And Woody Woody is going to be the new expansion point. Yay! Hooray! Hooray! Um, Other than that, I think uh, we're not going to try to do too much with this expansion. I think we're going to spend our time trying to prevent having another one after this. Uh, We're going to concentrate on consolidating some of the systems we're already in, like Lambda Andromeda, Snoky Zion, 
uh, I'm forgetting what, oh, Balmas. And then, you know, we've, we've been having some issues in V640 Cassiopeia that are mostly due to massacre mission tourists, which if, if that doesn't sound self-explanatory, all of the factions in V640 apparently except us, because I don't know, we're special, offer two, three, four, five massacre missions at a time, all for the same system. So people will just park there, stack up all those missions, fly a couple of light years next door, do them all, and then come back and drop those missions off in V640. And so that raises and the every... Bounties. And the bounties, right. Which ends up raising every faction except us. So... Um, it must... Is it a, is it a government-type... Yes. These, they, they get basically like raged against each other. It's, well, it's, factions. it's the fact that apparently with V640, there is exactly one anarchy faction within whatever the mission giving range is. And it's usually like 15 to 20 light years. There's mm-hmm. one anarchy faction. So every damn faction in V640 will start giving massacre missions for that one stinking anarchy faction. Sorry, no disrespect to the anarchy PMFs out there. Y'all know exactly what we're going through from the other end. But, um, you know, it it is a non-player anarchy faction, and there's just those stacks of missions, and I'm not really sure there's anything long-term we can do about it other than just continue to pour our own influence into V640. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that's where we stand. And the details for all of this... And all the different ways you can help out are in the standing orders section of the Discord. Nice. Thanks. Okay. So the next thing would be in-game news, which uh, we've been sent uh, another um, recording from Jay Barron, Blame the Bard. And I would love to play it, but I am trying to dock at a orbiting station. Here we go. In Odyssey. And I've been getting a lot better at it, but it's... uh, Terribly difficult to dock and moving stations in Odyssey because the rotational correction does not work the same way as it does in Horizons, and you bounce all over the place, and it's really hard to get the landing gear to grab. But I've discovered that because the orbital correction, rotational correction doesn't work right, the thing to do is actually just to get yourself stable and sitting over the landing pad, just wait while the rotation pushes you down against the end of the the inside of the station rather than thrusting down. If you thrust down, it's going to bounce and then you, you get kicked to the left real hard down spin. Yeah. <sighs> yeah I, I found the landing gear grab before you actually hit the deck. You just, yeah. just come in real slow and you'll be if fine. You've got to go so doing. slow. And I find it will just, if, if you sit still because rotational correction isn't working right in Odyssey, it will slowly drift down. Or, yeah, I think you know, once outward you, from spin. Yeah, once you get the hang of it, you'll be fine. You need yeah, to play more yeah. Odyssey because I that that was a big pain. I mean, I remember one time bouncing for like a minute. I'm like, yeah. God damn it, land! And that now I don't even notice that anymore. One of the first couple of times I tried, I was probably even streaming at the time. I was afraid that I was going to run out of my landing timer. It was taking me so long, but I'm stubborn <laughs> about it. I'm just going to turn on the flight assist. I mean, you kick the flight assist on, and the landing gear grabs instantly. It's not, and it's not that I'm misaligning anything. Like, I know how to fly the damn ship. I haven't turned the flight assist on in months. It's just it's, delicate. It's just, it just behaves differently. And anyway, so now that I'm like in Odyssey almost all the time, I've gotten a lot more used to it. And um, 
And yeah, I get it. I've, I figured out my trick. So, okay. Anyway, I'm landed. Um, here is Blame the Bard for the 10th of March. Welcome aboard the Tenadium Express. I'd like to take this time to reassure passengers that the head chef is on new medication. He just doesn't know it yet. This message is not being broadcast to the mess hall or kitchen, so please enjoy the show with your dinner tonight. Let's jump right on into this week's recap. February 25th, Mahone receives a strongly worded letter. Definitely might not invite Sirius out to play ever again. On March 2nd, Aegis, not content on being ignored in early February, again asks to be put back together to do the same job it did before being disbanded. On March 3rd, the Colonia Bridge is finally phasing out. It's the last, last phase of the Colonia Bridge. Hope. God, I hope. March 4th, Hudson reassures the restless public that it's okay to ask to have the rules changed as long as you're the one that's in charge. On March 7th, Act came, saw, conquered, and went home. And on March 9th, Leon Rui is on probation regarding his serious situation in the Alliance. Uh, CG prediction, nothing official. The Thargoids might continue to press their attacks. That's all for me this week. Thank you for tuning your tin hat to this frequency, and as always, have fun out there. Brilliant, as always. Oh my god, my mute didn't turn off. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, we thanks, <laughs> thanks, Jay Barron, for that recording. I was talking for several seconds and then looked up and realized I was muted. Okay, sorry. That must have been really awkward. <laughs> yeah, I'm starting to think that this is uh, the silence is going a little too long, and then Data hopped in. It's like, all right, I was just gonna go have a sandwich or something. Dead air. Like, whatever. Uh, I mean, yeah. it's not like they pay us for this. It'll be fine. I, I literally didn't catch on that I was muted until I heard Data talk. <laughs> we should have just okay. let it go. Yeah, <laughs> we should just put out an hour episode one week that's just an hour of silence where we're all muted. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're professionals. Yeah, or it's, oh or it's just God. one of our voice tracks. No episode title. <laughs> yeah. Just make the episode title. You're still listening with a question mark. <laughs> Anybody out there? Dub's talking um, to himself. He's the only one yeah. not muted. That would be awesome. Uh, okay. All right. All right. All right. So. Let's get to the dev news here. Um, the dove okay, news. the dove news. Yeah. So this, I just left all our notes that were prepared for last week. Uh, so update eleven got scheduled for March eighth. Bruce announced it as a change in the schedule, even though no schedule had been announced. Um, so apparently, there's been so long since they were talking to us that they can't even remember that they weren't talking to us. So that's nice. fun. Um, nice. And then uh, it, it was a pretty non-committal post. It was sort of like, you know, it's March 8th, but who knows, maybe something will come up and we'll have to delay it. And then something did come up. They delayed it to, quote unquote, next week. Wait, what? I'm shocked. Shocked. Yeah. Oh, you. how dare they? Right. This is and, the first time and, I'm hearing this. Which so is fine. Everyone, it's fine that it's they do fine. that. Yeah. yeah I, and I like delays. I keep saying I love delays. I wish they'd delay everything. Keep delaying. I wish they'd delay Odyssey. In fact, I'd like them I like to take the, it back down. I like a lot of weird things too, but I'm not going to talk about them in, on Discord or on this podcast. So just quit talking about hey. your weird fetishes, man. <laughs> what I like is when they delay it and then cancel it. 
that really gets you so, going. So, uh, so they delayed it till next week, and then um, everybody got really upset because they thought that was very stupid because it was clearly delayed because they didn't want to deploy an update while an open CG was still happening with like a huge amount of participation. And they should have known better, and it's just total incompetence, or maybe they're lying, and that was the big talk. And then it got delayed, delayed again, because now they found something in the QC, and they need to actually fix it. And, and this is what I mean. Like, I'm actually serious. Like, yeah. Like, don't... I, I wish they would give some, like, sentence summary of, like, why. I don't know. Something that people can understand. Yeah. yeah. What, what bug did you find? Yeah. People, people would like to hear that, but they don't. So... Okay, so it gets delayed. Um, there was a bunch of talk on the forums. Uh, I pulled out this little snippet Paul from Paul Crowther um, because the questions are asked about how these new facilities are going to be added to the inside of fleet carriers. Um, the, the context, of course, being for like DSSA character carriers that are way out in the black, are they going to be able to add Vista Genomics or are they going to have to go to an administration system? So Paul says, you will not need to make any jumps to install the social spaces themselves. However, the new services are like any other that must be installed in a system that has a carrier facilities. If your carrier already has a shipyard, its on-foot counterpart will already be installed. Okay, that's that's great. That actually includes, as far I'm I'm sorry, that includes no information because he's saying we're not going to need to install the graphics inside our fleet carriers. Like, we knew that was in there from the last update when somebody glitched the camera inside the fleet carrier and walked yeah. and like, look, look, come on, man. So that's that's nothing. But to actually install the facilities, which is obviously what the question was actually about, the only thing this says is they're going to they're gonna match with their uh, ship counterparts. But it doesn't explain which things are ship counterparts, i.e. is Vista Genomics the counterpart to... Um, uh, uh, cartographic uh, data. Is it? No. It's, it's the counterpart to outfitting. <laughs> well, it might be, but we don't know, and they don't clarify. So the, the actual information that would have answered the question was not given. So I find and, that frustrating. And this surprises anybody why? No. <laughs> it doesn't oh, surprise anybody. Say. Yeah. So... So obviously that's the information that is being asked. It definitely, definitely does not give that information. I don't know what to do. Okay, so um, Bruce mentions that there will be some Horizons fixes in Update 11. Okay, cool. Um, Then, that was, I'm actually not sure that date. So then midday, okay, so David Braven posts on the... Oh, great. My link is wrong. Okay, before you go on to the David Braben thing, I, I just want to ask okay. one thing. With, with the, you know, fleet carrier interiors, I know that, like, the interior stuff all has to be, like, near the front of the fleet carrier, right? Like, or wherever the bridge no, is? No, it's near the back. The, the bridge okay, is on so the back. Okay, so the back. It overlooks now, the, the, the landing pads. When you get off your ship and it brings your ship inside, and it's not like you go to an elevator and then you'd be in, you know, it, that just goes up or down to your turbo place. lift. It'd be a long, yeah. yeah, it's, I don't know. The whole thing's going to be weird. They didn't want, you know, I don't, I don't know. 
Never so mind. If, I, I'm if, landing on my carrier, and I'm looking at how long the carrier is. I'm like, man, if I land on pad one, that would be a freaking hike. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a turbo lift. The if you actually you can see the answer to this if you go back to the the development update stream that happened after the insides of the carriers were leaked. So then they decided to go public with it, and they do like a little walking tour of it, and you can see that there are turbo lifts. In fact, there are different turbo lifts lifts that go to different places. So you like when you go to the turbo lift, you you are gonna you're choosing: do I go to the main deck, the the concourse? Do I go to the flight deck where you control the thing? Do you go to the secret area that's just for you you and your team, the owner and the owner's team? Those are choices that you'll make depending on where you go. Right? Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that was that was in that video, um, which which was a great community management move stuff got leaked or discovered so they just started talking about it it. yeah Yeah. Yeah. busted awesome (laughs) fantastic yeah i got caught doing the right thing we got Uh, pants we better talk about it (laughs) okay um uh, going on yeah yeah okay going on um so now I, i have the actual thing i have it up and the link is corrected in the show notes so Uh, I'll just read the stupid thing. Okay, so David Braben says, "Uh, Elite Dangerous is a game close to my heart. It's no secret that Odyssey's launch was less than ideal, including the need to split the PC console player base to focus on a PC-only launch since Odyssey's release in May 21. We have worked tirelessly to improve the Odyssey experience on PC, and whilst we have made... Great progress. There is still more to be done. We have been supporting the pre-Odyssey and post-Odyssey code base since. Over the last several months, we have been wrestling with the best way to move forward, and it is with a heavy heart that we've decided to cancel all console development. We need to be able to move forward with the story of the game, and in order for us to do this, we need to focus on a single code base. Elite Dangerous will continue on console as it is now together with critical updates but we will focus on new content updates on pc on the post odyssey code base we appreciate the news is not what console community we're hoping for it's not an easy decision to make but it was made with a long-term future of elite dangerous in mind with regards to what is coming next in elite dangerous we will look forward to sharing further news in due course and on that note um it was confirmed that uh, streams and communications are planning to resume next week. So this is definitely the bit of inside info that every that they were waiting for before they were allowed to begin communicating with us. And um, also on Twitter, uh, obviously the question was asked about uh, console players moving their commanders to PC in a more robust and actual way than what is commonly available these days. And they said they're exploring transfer options, but there's nothing to announce right now. Because currently, the, the common thing is you can move your, your commander, uh, but it just moves all of your assets liquidated as money. And you don't have any of your unlocks or ranks or any of that stuff. So, so um, the big discussion has been... Once? The big yeah. discussion has been... Uh, is there some technical coding reason why it's not so easy to just flip a switch and move you from console to, to PC? To move them? Or yeah. is it they just don't want to, they can't or don't want to invest the, the manpower for I, some manual I database f- entries? I think it's two things. 
One, they've never spent the time and resources to create an automated system for doing that. So it's it's probably mostly manual. And two, yeah. there's going to be name conflicts. Names has got to be the thing. It's got to be the main thing. There's going to be name conflicts that they probably have not come up internally with a way to resolve. Right. It's going to require um, an individual. I mean, every time there's a conflict, an individual person has to resolve that. Right. And so they need a policy, and then they need people to implement that policy one by one. Yeah. The the real issue, and I, I know we mentioned this before we went live tonight, the real issue is you've struggled, you've gone radio silent for three months, you've tried to hash out the probably internally painful decision to stop console support. You either did not think that this issue was going to come up or you decided to go ahead and announce it without having an answer to this question. I, I just, I, I don't understand that. And I'm probably never going to. Well, on the commander transfer side of it, you know, there's the name issue. There's probably the fact that, you know, like they have like two people that can manually move characters. But I mean, there's other stuff too. I, I mentioned on the Discord today. I mean, just the idea, you know, somebody who's on console who decided to go to PC, you know, and liquidated their commander and move over. Let's say they did it a week ago. You know, do they yeah. get to get their progress back? And if that guy gets to you, how far back do you go? Since Odyssey was first brought up, any commander who's mm -hmm. shifted. But now think about if you moved over and then you redid all that progress and now other commanders get to have their progress transferred. You know, there's no easy answers. I mean, there's there's just no easy way to do it. I mean, fair, in my opinion, is is allow current commanders to move their stuff over. Um, if it's before this date, I mean, like Mark Shadow said, yes, tough tough titty, I guess, but I don't know. There should be something if you've moved your commander recently. That's if they decide. And I fully believe they're going to allow some kind of transfer over. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I don't know if that includes, you know, giving a free copy of Horizons on PC. I don't know if they need to go that far, but I think if you want to go to PC and you get a copy of Horizons, you get everything your commander has. Arcs, lock, you know, uh, unlocks. Basically, your commander is just moved. Period. It can't be that hard. Oh yeah, yeah I agree. I, with you. I, I agree. I would think there's there's a there's a right thing to do. The right thing to do would be to move everything, including arcs. In the past, they have specifically singled out arcs as being absolutely not movable. And I don't know why that is, but um, I can't but I real money. Yeah. Well, and, and well, well, so the thing is, it would be, it would be the, it would be the ethical thing to do at this point, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. To basically bend over backwards to try to make it easy for people. But when have um, they done that before? Right, and 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 the the talk and I mean, dis Discord was in like full meltdown today, and every other place on the I didn't even go on the forums because I'm too wise. But yeah. the. Like there's there's talk of like they they should be sued. No, and none of that is remotely correct. None no. of, like none of this is a legal. They don't have a legal obligation to move anybody because what you paid for 
as any player on any system when you bought Horizons was Horizons. And what you paid for when you bought ARCs wasn't even the uh, cosmetics that you spent them on. It was ARCs. That was was when you stopped having the money. ARCs are not money. ARCs don't belong to you, really. They're in your account because you gave Frontier money. But they, you know, so none of that's going to hold up. If, if someone were to sue them. But if they should, they should move it. They should be doing everything they can to try to make people feel better. Um, so we'll see, I guess. That's my opinion. What, but, what, yeah. The ethical thing to do would be to take every commander who has transferred from console to PC since Odyssey launched and give them a full transfer over. Marks included everything you've bought, all your unlocks, even if it's a limited time offer to give people that chance to make that move. That would be the ethical thing to do. That would be how you build community goodwill. You don't even have to give away a copy of the game. Now, I think giving... could have it on Epic anyway. Yeah, a lot of them could. And I think giving Horizons to those people would probably be a nice gesture. I, would, I certainly wouldn't give them Odyssey because... The, you, oh, no. It's an upgrade. You would pay for the upgrade. But the ethical thing to do would be anybody who's transferred since Horizons launched, so you can backdate it, and just launched. give them a full transfer. Do you think that's? Does anybody? Oh, all right, I I don't know. I'm I'm gonna I'm trying so hard to not like take over and keep interrupting everybody. I do not see them backdating any of this at I, all. I don't see them doing it either. But that would be the ethical thing to do. I mean, what since. Since you told the community that there was going to be no Odyssey on console, be that a, a lengthy delay up to the point where they announced it wasn't going to happen, you know that was the impetus for people yeah. to transfer. And now that you've told them that, that it's never coming to console, the ethical thing to do would be to treat those people right and enable yeah. them to make the move to PC. Now, so you're saying like from, from the moment when they said it's... That when they said consoles delayed and we don't know when, that's the date when backdating starts. How long was that before Odyssey actually launched? I think four it was months. Close. I, I think it was pretty close too. So that that four those, months. You think it was like at the beginning of the year? Well, yeah. Well, they did the pre-sales. Remember, were late, right around the end Christmas. of November. Oh yeah. yeah, that's yeah. right. They didn't yeah. say that it wasn't coming to console. They just, no, they, they said that it was going to be later in the year. They said yeah. that uh, Odyssey was being delayed by a couple months on PC and, and uh, console oh, console yeah. was going to be, you know, they I think they said fall at that oh. time. Yeah. So, you know, that that's when they did that. And that was probably January that they said that. And Odyssey finally hit in May. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... So, so that would be the that would be the ethical thing to do to go from the point of that announcement, yeah, and and backdate anybody who wants to move. Now, what do you think they will snowball. likely do? Uh, absolutely nothing. I think really? maybe okay. maybe they'll come up with a way to do it now, but there won't yeah, be they, any any backdating. No backdating at all. And yeah. the, the and what they come up with now will probably because I can imagine that anything like uh, superpower ranks or Reputation or um, what else? Am I, uh, engineer unlocks and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I can imagine that that any type of move like that would be almost one hundred percent manual. 
I can't imagine they have anything automated for that. So I don't think they're going to go there, which is a crying shame. They, I can see them transferring existing database assets like ships and things you own as a token gesture, but I can't see them going and I just can't see them making the effort to, to do engineers and that type of stuff that would almost certainly be setting individual flags on a player's account. So, and it's a, it's a shame. Yeah. yeah. I, I was about to start speculating about how their code is organized, which is foolhardy. Yeah. 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 We always have to preface that, you know, any of these discussions with the fact that none of us are coders. We, you know, we try to put a little bit of common sense and, and try to yeah. figure out why or what, you know, is going on. But we, we don't know. I mean, like Braben's topic, you know, he's talking about, you know, the different code bases, uh, you know, for me, that pops in my head is like, um, okay, so it was an actual different bait, you know, you get down to the base, it's it's a lot different. And they've been trying to get all these systems to work together. So maybe this is a great thing for the PC version of the game because they don't have to make sure that things are working. What drives me nuts, because we don't have cross-play, but they still had to make everything work together because we all shared one galaxy. Always made my head hurt. Because, yeah, because we share the BGS, essentially. That's that's yeah. the only thing that's really shared, BGS and power play. Well, but, yeah. and, and fleet carriers and... Which are part of BGS. And, you know... Yeah, I suppose discoveries, yep, that's a separate thing. So, yeah, I mean, we share the galaxy, but not in the way where we can see each other, but in, right. well, in we, all of the ways that we can't. We, yeah. share the, we share the database entries. Each system has its own uh, code base and its own platform. But when when Dav was on stream explaining stuff about how the tick was weird since Odyssey launched, he talked about how there is a separate database for Horizons BGS. And one feeds from the other. So like one of them does its populate its, you know, re changing of numbers and, and so on. And then it goes down, it goes through a filter that cleans out the stuff that's incompatible with Horizons on its way to the Horizons database, and then that one populates. So they there are two that are mirrored. And every time they do anything, they have to make it happen in both of them. Which so that's is sort of a, a reference to, to what they're talking about, which is crazy. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's absurd. It, it's, so it's insane, and obviously they wouldn't choose to do that. It was a stopgap because it wasn't ready enough for them to say, now this is the game. They had to leave it right. running because consoles couldn't, it wasn't working. It, they had it, to leave it running. It was admittedly, they did a lot of things that were yeah. stopgap measures until they could reunite the code later. Right. And, and specifically, um, David Braben is calling out the story in the game. So this is like, whatever was going to happen next, I, f I feel like the reason this announcement happened when it did is because we've run out of story stuff and the, the rest of the plan here is going to start involving um, community goals and things that require Odyssey. And they've, and they've said that ex yeah. directly in a tweet since the announcement earlier. They've said, yeah, yeah. like stuff is going to happen that's going to require Odyssey now. Yeah, we can only work on Colonia Bridge so many times. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so much of what they've done over the past few months clearly had all the hallmarks of this is a placeholder to stall for time. Right. Right, the yep. mining CG that got run like three times. Yeah, and so they've they've basically run out of those type of ideas, or just realized we we can't cons yeah. continue to rehash those. People won't won't go for it. 
Dubs, what's on your mind right now, man? I'm bringing you back in. Besides alcohol. A whole lot of nothing, honestly. (laughs) All right. I don't have, I don't know. I don't have real strong opinions about it because it's easy to say, fuck them, because I'm not affected. It impacts me none whatsoever. But I know there's people that are upset about it. Yes, from the perspective of somebody who is inconvenienced by this, well, inconvenience. There's, I mean, you're, you're, you're cut off. There's it an understatement. A, it's yeah. it's for, less than inconvenient. <laughs> it's basically like, a, yeah, you know, we thought about it, bro, and yeah, fuck you. We're yeah, that's that's <laughs> what it was. Yeah, Dubs is Dubs is fully inconvenienced by the fact he has to listen to people bitch, and he's done with it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> see, the only piece of advice I have for the console players is. Make sure the RAM you buy for your PC has RGB. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, we'll get to that. We need to. Okay. We need to what, what about what about this? Uh, uh, Yamix, the way that he made a read on this is he thinks that this says that the game itself is coming to an end. Oh, yeah. Okay. What, what do you think? He's hundred percent. I think wrong. he's wrong. I think he's wrong. I agree. Yeah. I. I yeah. I, I, I agree with you, not him. I, I, I'm listening yeah. to him, and I'm like, well, first off, if you haven't watched the video, people, I, go yeah. check it out. Yeah, you need to advertise yeah. for the guy, but. It, it's so unlike him. He's super calm yeah. and everything else, but it is 100% doom and gloom and kind of depressing, I, but not uh, his normal yelling way he does things. So it made it just yeah. awkward. And I have, I have thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't just think he's wrong. I think he is 180 degrees wrong. I agree. That, yeah. Okay, let's, the take, game, let's take turns. Who wants yeah, the, the game was going to die unless they did this. Yeah. True. Sure. Mm-hmm. Next. Okay. Um, so Yemek's basic point is this is the moment when he realized that the game was so screwed up that it couldn't be made to run on consoles, which is something that observant people could have noticed a long time ago. I'm not, yeah. as Dub said, I'm not saying I told you so, but like we've been talking about this for a while. Like the render engine is so busted. They did not approach Odyssey from the direction of let's let's go into the under the hood and fix this thing so that we can expand it and it'll be great. They went in like a graphics shader mod and and patched some things on top of it that decreased the performance dramatically in ways that make no sense whatsoever. And I've been harping on it for a long time, but they screwed it right up and it's never going to run on consoles because it already doesn't run right on PCs. And when people have okay performance on PCs, it's because they're just not putting pushing that many pixels on your flat screens and you have PC hardware that can overpower it. Let me tell you what, this thing is busted. And Yamex saw that and saw this announcement today and was like, oh my God, they can't make it work on consoles. This whole time they were trying and they finally decided they couldn't. That's so weird. That's such a weird thing to say. And I, I have opinions about Yamex, so whatever. Like, I think he does that on purpose. It's, that's that's my basic opinion. But then the conclusion that the, the game is going to die because of this? No. What's What was going on is we had this splintered community 
even within the PC community, it gets knocked in half. And every time we go online with each other, it's like, which version are we playing in? Uh, right now? Yeah. yeah. And then, and then, so the third of the population that was on console is separated from us and also separated from each other. And then they've been dwindling this whole time because of delay after delay after delay. And when update five was going to be the last one, and now we're coming out to update 11, and then just your head starts to spin. It's not, it's not getting better. You know, realistically, when Update 5 happened and we hadn't gotten to the frame rates are twice as high as they used to be thing, it's because they can't. It's because, and they don't have the, they're not, I don't know, I don't know if it's not possible, but they, they aren't committing the time and the money to take it back to, you know, knock this house down and rebuild it properly without this extra bullshit in the render engine that's doing nothing for a while and making my graphics card idle while it drops to 30 FPS. So if you're not going to fix that, then the only way across the the only way over that bridge is to overpower it with PC hardware and that's not going to happen with consoles because consoles are made to do a specific task. It's not cuz they're garbage. It's not cuz they're crap slow machines. Consoles are amazing, and especially when they first come out, they're typically sold at a loss, which is a perfectly rational business decision for for the companies that make them because the hardware is cutting edge for the box that it's fitting in and for the power source that it's running on. And it's a brilliant way to play games simply. And I mean, there's, but, but, but that's what it is. I mean, it doesn't grow. It, and the rest of us on PCs, we just keep upgrading crap and basically pouring money and electricity <laughs> into transistors until we can just draw so many fucking pixels that it doesn't matter how bad Odyssey runs which is bad in case you didn't hear me the first seven times I yes. said it. So, so he's 100% wrong because the, the thing that needs to happen now is the community needs to be reunited into the same galaxy. And I need to stop deciding whether we're going to run Horizons or Odyssey. And it really fucking sucks that people who have consoles that are awesome um, can't play the new update even though... They probably should be able to if it was done right the first time, but it's that's it's the thing in so many industries, right? It's you can try to do it cheap and not quite right, or it'll cost you three times as much to fix it afterwards. And I think that's the situation we're in. And guess what? Nobody's going to pay that three times cost at this point. This is where we are. This is what's happening. And so now we have a, a eight-year-old game that makes my computer behave like it's eight years old. Anyway, I think I lost my train of thought in that rant, but Yamix is 100% wrong. He got it completely fucking backwards. This is the only way to save the game because the community needs to be brought back together. That's the only way this game is going to keep going is if we can all be together again. I I agree. And I think that... Now, first off, I'm just going to make something clear. I I guess I've got high-end PC gear, but I also own two xboxes hooked up in my house right now i'm also a console player i've owned one every for each con- foot i've owned every console <laughs> since i've owned every console since the original pong i still have it in a box in the basement in its original box <laughs> the only two consoles i have not owned since then are the playstation 3 playstation 4 the two newest uh xbox and playstation and I've never owned a, I think that's it. Game All Boy Nintendo's. Oh no, I, I don't own a Switch. I've never owned a Switch either. Wii Cube. Um, yeah. I, I've, I, I have a Wii hooked up to my TV right now, an old school Wii and a Wii U, both hooked up downstairs. So <laughs> I, I, I 
own every console. I've played every console. I love consoles. Consoles. He's got picture in picture great. consoles going on. Yeah, all exactly. Yes. Yeah. So I don't think that I I don't like consoles, but right now, especially with this, I mean, on the old school consoles, the, you know, the the four and the and the one. This game is going on seven years on the Xbox and five years on PlayStation. Console games get that old. They've already been put out to pasture or they've made a sequel to it to keep, you know, trying to improve a game that that's that old has its difficulties. And it really holds back the fact that you're going against, well, not going against you're you're playing with not, you know, cross-play, but you're playing in the same galaxy. You're playing the same game as people's whose hardware is constantly evolving. And they can make improvements, you know, on the PC version. And PC people just make it play dumber, and they can play at the same resolutions, just not looking quite as good, you know, to get the same frame rates, you know. And and so you have a longer lifespan that you can do stuff, and then you can upgrade just like one or two things, the modular nature of a PC. Now, I don't know why they didn't from day one say that they weren't going to, you know, support this on the four and the one and say that they were going to, you know, you know, try to make it work on the new consoles, you know, that that's what I don't quite understand. But I I I guess I do kind of understand that they too. I didn't know the depth of their mistakes. Yes, but that no. that they had to they were gonna have to pull the plug at some point on the original consoles. And you know, a five-year-old, seven-year-old console game, at that point you're really trying to fit, you know, 10 pounds of shit in a three-pound box. Notice I didn't call the box shit. I called what's going into it shit. So don't get mad at me, console mm-hmm. people. Um, so that was going to happen eventually. And I think that's what they were kind of struggling with. Because even if they got it to work, whatever they're working on down the line, they know is never going to go into that that console. So they're going to have to cut the cord at some point. And unfortunately, their long silence and then all of a sudden, hey, we're we're not developing for that anymore. Suck it. I I it it was bad That's the way that they did it. And I feel for all the console players, but I, I'm gonna tell you right now, I saw like somebody started a petition for um uh, for trying yeah. to continue development on the on the consoles. You can send me hate mail later. If they would have had a petition a year ago to just take it off of consoles, I may have signed it. So to do I, this I guess, announcement uh, yes, in a year maybe ago. June last year. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Or before they launched it. But when they did their Odyssey announcement, when they announced pre-sales for Odyssey, at that point said, and unfortunately, yeah. we're quitting development on consoles. Sorry, if you but want you know, to transfer to your P- to a PC yeah. at this point, we will allow transfers. And this would have been so far in the rearview mirror. And who knows how far along the storyline in the game would be. Who knows how far along different updates would be in the game. We may have had you know, carrier interiors six months ago if they weren't trying to juggle these different, you know, code bases and try to keep everybody happy. We and may so have the, a working the, render engine. <laughs> we, we might, but I, I well. I doubt I it. was but. busted in the eye. So the thing is, the thing that Chig is asking for is just that the misleading people would change. Yes. Yeah. Because nothing yeah. else changed here. Just just a reminder, nothing else changed. It It never came to console. And it was basically never going to, they just weren't admitting it. Maybe they weren't admitting it to themselves, but they definitely weren't admitting it to us. So maybe they misled themselves and us. Maybe they just misled us. Before but the misleading Odyssey could have changed. They would have just said, 
you know, this this can't work on consoles. We're just what we're trying to do with the Renter engine is just too tough. Go listen to this show a year ago. After they delayed consoles, we were always cracking jokes about, yeah, when yeah. it hits console in 2026, when it hits console, yeah. you know, we would make up random dates way in the future because once they <laughs> delayed it once, we knew they were just going to keep on delaying right. it potentially right. in perpetuity. Instead, but, they finally cut yeah. the cord. But let's remember way back then that it wasn't the only thing we were being misled about. Uh, we had... The Alpha was a oh, uh, separate yeah. branch, a much earlier took the branch. Words, yeah. Took the words right out of my mouth. That's what that I was, was going to say it. next. We're, we're in the same. We're in the same house now. No. With the Alpha was a different branch, and so no. that's where we live. I, I I do think it's different because I think the the Alpha was a different branch was a flat out lie. They knew better the moment they said it. Okay, I, so I will they could have, if they if they were lying to themselves about whether it could eventually come to console, then yes, you're right. Well, I think it's not even so much lying to themselves. I, I think there was a good faith effort to we want this to come to console, mm-hmm. and, and and then there was denial about the reality of that happening until the point where they finally had to pull the plug. I, I don't, I don't put that in the same category as to the alpha branch and yeah. some of the other shit. Because okay, I, I think they fair. honestly did want to make it happen. Okay, I or, have been checked. If you, you want to go nefarious and say that they were being scummy about this, they were waiting for console numbers to get low enough that they could make this announcement with less, you know, uh, well, those are real factors. That's a good point. Because the, the, they did drag this nefarious. out. That's real factors. And, th- and that's the thing, is this is a publicly traded company. And so they actually have a fiduciary responsibility to to make moves like that if it can save the company money. You hear big words. Well, he did get all right. big words. Uh, and he used it correctly, too. So. Goddamn right I did. I just heard douche and my ears perked up. <laughs> <laughs> Way to bring us back on track. So, um, so as I said, we were planning, I think we beat this to death, right? Are we good? Uh, yeah. Does anybody have other opinions? Um, we mean no I, harm to consoles. It sucks. Yeah. I just, I wish I knew more about how how games worked. Like when this split happened. Like I don't know if any of us here know the history well enough. I don't. Like so, the game came out. Elite came out on PC. What 2014, 2015. Yep. Xbox and, a year later. Okay, so okay, and then and Horizon two years launched. after that was. PlayStation. Yeah, and Horizon's right. in between there. And and the thing is back then um the so uh PlayStation this is PlayStation 4 it came out on, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, so no, the we, so we were already was PlayStation 4 um already had um 64-bit like x84 chips, right? It had no what, idea. Like, like a Oh no, nerd. Well, okay, so, <laughs> I so mean, the, the old Nintendo PlayStation 64. No, no, no. Yeah. The, the the PS3 I think had this specialized chip and it was this um it was like a three core chip or something like that anyway it was a totally different architecture and instruction set that didn't match what was going on on pc on like pc games um however the xbox had already at that generation transitioned to basically being a pc in a box Correct. So the P, the PlayStation was totally different, and in in a, from my understanding, what I'm told, it was it made it 
sort of interesting to develop for and it had some advantages, but you had to develop specifically for it and you can't, you know, it, it makes it harder to port things and it makes stuff act weird if you try to port them simply. And so that causes a problem. However, nowadays, everything is just a PC in a box. They are all just using AMD chips. So... Yeah, it's so was it a, a simple port from PC to PS4 yeah. and Xbox? And like, how did it become so different between PC and CPU. the consoles or I'm when? Trying to find... Just more code on top of more code. Yeah. In the, in the consoles yeah, PS, were just falling PS4 behind. PS4 has an x86 CPU. So, this, so it was P- PlayStation 3 was the one that was a weirdo. Now, the operating system of PlayStation 4 and 5, is, I'm told, is still a little strange. But it's the the code, like the instruction set of the CPU matches what we're all using in PCs. So like the basic properties of the game ought to be fine and basically perform the same. And there's just op- uh, uh, operating system differences. So anyway, um, that was sort of a, a, a tangent. But yeah, so so that's what, yeah, there were these delayed ports and stuff to, to consoles. And then I interrupted. Yeah, so that's I didn't have any answer or any big point. Just I I'd be curious. Oh, okay. If we had a uh, magic spying glass. Yeah. Like when when they become such different code bases or was it like that from the beginning and it was some it was a simple enough game that Well, the biggest yeah, code base deal. biggest code base, base switch was when Odyssey came out, you know. Yeah. No, yeah. Just, right. That that that's that is the breaking point that we're at now is they've decided that they the consoles just cannot run that and they may not have even decided that that could be the the validation process that the consoles go are going there's no way we can let you release this as a finished product on a console you know they may yeah, that's true months that's ago true. oh hmm. yeah, yeah i didn't yeah. even think of that that's true they don't want to pull a cyberpunk and get pulled exactly. off the playstation store yeah yeah that would Ish- be issuing suicide. refunds so yeah, that that's that's the other side. And I, honestly, once they get out of that, um, from my understanding, once again, I don't know shit. I'm smooth-brained, but <laughs> from my understanding, mm-hmm. on consoles there are those all those hoops that you got to jump through. That's why a lot of times games that are on PC and and uh, console end up not on console anymore. They just quit doing it on console because they get. Tired at first, it's like, oh, extra money, this is great, and they get they sell more copies of their game, but then soon the development becomes too much to be juggling both platforms, and then the hardware, you know, is always getting older on the console as time goes by. And it just, I mean, seven days to die, you know, that's where I started playing that is on console, and then they decide, you know, they made an announcement. I remember going through this with seven days to die, you know, when uh, what it fun pimps or whatever the company is developer that does that they Whoa. they said that they were no longer going to be uh developing for console you'd still be able to play it on console but there will be no further updates their forums freaked out and were you know threatening lawsuits and losing their freaking minds <laughs> over it and i just went but that was uh, a pre-release game right pre- I, it still is was it, yeah it was it will never not be it will never not be. It's it's the it's the star citizen of zombie fighting games. <laughs> Except for it's a lot less buggy. Same. Yeah, it's less, less buggy, buggy, which is insane. And that's uh, I love my favorite of the forums today was the guy who said that he's 
this was the final straw dumping consoles. I'm going to Star Citizen. And it's like, dude, that's on PC. Why don't you just... I don't know. That, that, <laughs> it just made my head hurt. I'm telling if you. Your, forums. your PC is beefy enough to handle Star Citizen. It's beefy enough to handle Odyssey. Just buy it. Yeah, we've got bugs in Odyssey. Star Citizen, I... And I play Seven Days to Die, which is buggy as shit. I could only go on Star Citizen for a month because that's I did give that a hard go yeah. when Odyssey came out because Odyssey was such a hot mess and I wasn't happy with FDev as a company at that time. Well, I haven't been happy with them ever since they delayed their No, that's still true. At that time, thing. it's still true. Yeah. You don't um, have to correct yourself. Well, yeah, I've, I, I still am on my boycott of spending money with FDev ever yeah. since I, pre I prepaid. Then they changed the date, changed the console release, Canceled VR support. I've just, I will not give them one cent until they get their stuff figured out. So, lots of cool things in Star Citizen. I tried it out for a while around that time as well, me and Dubs and you. And yeah, lots of bugs. cool things, but it's not a complete game when you could just randomly die at any time. Yes. Just <laughs> literally randomly. Yeah. Anytime. It doesn't matter yeah. what you're doing. Simulated <laughs> heart attacks. Yes. But we, like, <laughs> we like to mention that we've played that because so many people who complain about it have just read some articles and they talk about it's not a game. It's not, it, it is a game. It's just really buggy. I mean, it's, and it's not it's a actually really game. fun. Like, it is a great game. It if is. It wouldn't, and most bugs are inconvenient, but when the bug kills you and sends you back to the bed in a room, in a hotel, that takes you 10 fucking minutes to get back to the flight hangar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you heard it, it here first from, from Dubs' mouth. There is no gameplay in ship interiors. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't don't take it that way. We actually want them. Just yeah, make it to where there's fight, no bugs. Fight club in the, in the cargo fight bay. Club, yes, I want to fight people in the cargo bay. And the loser just gets thrown out into space to drift away. Yes. Oh. Make it so. Yeah. Yikes. Oh, and my favorite part is walking into my cargo bay to find one of the weapons that were supposed to be mounted to my ship laying in the cargo bay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that what explains why that there? didn't work. <laughs> I said fire. Yeah. It, it, is a, it is a cool game. Okay. Um, any other any other stuff uh, before we wrap this and start talking about what we actually want, would rather be talking about? Mm. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna tag a couple. I had a couple of things here in the notes. Just just quickly, we don't have to discuss anything. Last episode, we were supposed to mention how um, David Braben assured basically assured everybody that Frontier wasn't for sale. This is all like super water under the bridge at this point. It feels stupid, but I'm going to leave it in the show notes. Basically, he was quoted in some kind of article in a financial magazine about how that's that's not going to happen. Um, I think that this, made me think of something. Was that? For someone, for someone to be confident enough to say, no, we're not fucking selling our company, wh why would that... Like, the game's obviously not dying if he has that much confidence. Yeah, well, and they've already said, like, they've got streams planned out for, like, they're going to be streaming for the next year. Yeah. Well, then, yeah. The game's not going away. It's just, it's brain dead. It's, it don't, don't, we're not, I don't want to talk about Yamix. Anyway. 
I shouldn't have even said his name this much. It's not. He, okay. Bleep, bleep it. He's wrong. Out. Moving on. <laughs> Moving yeah. on. He's entitled to his opinion. It's we just, should beep out his name every just, time it's said. Yeah. An opinion he, that's yeah. dedicated to getting clicks and has yeah. nothing to do with reality. Okay. Yeah. Um, Frontier has hired someone called Elise Howling as a non-executive director. This is a person who worked for the BBC as a head director of digital marketing and communication. And I think uh, was in charge of creating some kind of streaming thing for BBC. Um, anyway, Frontier has hired this person. It was news. I don't know what that means for the game or anything, but there it is. It's one more member wow. of the community team that they're going to silence. Um. <laughs> 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 okay. What? So, did, did I say something that was untrue? <laughs> I, I don't know. My, my headset got all staticky for a second there. Anyway, <laughs> the main topic for tonight, which we're getting to so, so late after starting the show, uh, we were going to talk about uh, computer hardware. So this is to say, like, essentially building PCs. And um, we're going to still talk about that because that's relevant now as a lot of, well, you know, the reaction to this today has been a lot of anger. But... Um, some, uh, well, some sadness too. I, I should say, um, Devo Luter, who, uh, was a cast member on the podcast for a while. One of the earliest members of the loose screws discord and community, uh, essentially was in charge of the, of the squad on over on PlayStation, um, just popped in to say, Hey guys, um, thanks for all the great shows and peace out. And then he left the Discord server. So that that's what announcements like that do to this community. And and yep. I hope I hope some of us get brought together. We're I'm, we're saddened by things like people having to leave or quit the game. He was a good guy, so we got to give a quick shout out to his uh, his podcast. Mm-hmm. If you're interested at all, even marginally in professional wrestling, like like uh, WWE, AEW. He's got a podcast. Diva Luter has a podcast called. Um, um, oh, he has Turnbuckle, a great name. I can't think of it. Turn Turnbuckle Boogie. That's is what the it name is. Yeah. of his podcast. Yep. Where he has, he's he's way into wrestling. He knows everything about it. And his co-host is an actual wrestler. So, yes, yeah. really really good show. Check it out. Yeah, he's a fun guy. He he couldn't keep doing the show with us partially because he's on the West Coast and the schedule was a little weird, but also he was splitting his time between two podcasts. And let me tell you about that. So yeah. uh, anyway, yeah, good guy. He'll be really missed in the community and it's because of Frontier. So anyway, um, the the other side of the reaction was just like, well, I will come to PC now. So how do you do that? Uh, it's it's been a really shitty market lately, um, particularly with uh, GPUs. But no. maybe cooling off a little bit now. I've been seeing the reports that it's been cooling off haven't been going away. They've been going on for a few weeks, and apparently it's st- holding steady. So things may be returning to somewhere close to MSRP. Um, First, and other maybe. parts are very available. So, well, I'll, I'll tell you where I was going to start was. Chig recently built a new PC, uh, like as <laughs> in yesterday. <laughs> yeah, by recently um, yesterday. we mean yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm I'm on the so I got my 3080 from the EVGA Q, which is like when the the 30 series was announced. I was there on their website, ready to push by, and of course, like almost everyone else, I was met with a sold out screen. But get on our waiting list, and EVGA handled the the drought 
um, by creating a queue system instead of upcharging all of us. So I waited my turn and I bought it, um, but I put in, I put myself in the queue for more than one card. You know, you could get there, there's different versions of the thing and and so on and so forth. So eventually, one of my other things popped up. This was um, last week or something, and um, I did not want it, but turns out Chig was willing to spend that big big money. So, um, so I, I, I bought it for, well, I just, I let Chig buy it for himself as me. It was actually quite easy. So anyway, good, good job, EVGA, I think. And, um, Chig, how did your new PC come out? Well, first, I uh, just give you a big fuck you. Cause all I wanted to do is get either <laughs> a new motherboard and processor or a new graphics card. But then you pop that 3080 Ti on there at MSRP, which still was like $1,500. Um, but yeah, that card is too expensive. But I, I, I struggled. I, I, I couldn't decide. I couldn't decide. And then once I pulled the plug, said, screw it. Because I've been watching graphics cards actually for like a couple months. I've been trying to get one. Um, there's some discords you can be in and you could set your alert status for any kind of things like the read, you know, the best buys near you when they get them, you'll get notices on this discord. If, you know, Amazon gets them, new egg gets them, you, you can set your alerts. So I, I'd been watching for a while and I almost pulled the plug a few times on, on a gigabyte card, uh, 3080 TI and so glad I didn't because after looking at the actual specs and stuff, this this card is the this this is the EVGA uh, for the win the FTW card, and it does run hot. But when it's pulling 400 watts, you know, and and can boost to 450, it, it's gonna run hot. Um, they, but EVGA um, by their default BIOS you, uh, is fairly conservative on the fan speed. It will favor noise. Um, and it will keep it safe. It won't hurt your card, but it will favor noise, and it it will keep get let it get hot enough that it will down throw it will like down clock just a little little bit. Um, but if you put anything up there like um, like I just use EVGA's own app, the uh, X1 Precision X1 overclocking app, um, and if you just have that on, then it will have like it'll let its altered fan curve run. And if you let yep. the fan spin up, this thing will keep itself cool. It'll keep its memory cool. It'll, yep. it'll, yeah, it's yep. already, already on that. Yep. But that heat still comes out of the machine. The card's got to run cooler for you, but that heat still has to go somewhere. And I am starting to sweat right now, by the way. Uh, so needless to say, I got the card. So then it's like, okay, well, do I just want to throw this in my old machine? Now, mind you, I'm not, coming from a sludge machine. I had an 8700K, a 2080, 32 uh, gigabytes of RAM. Uh, so so I was sitting pretty good. Uh, but that card, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, man, might as well just go and started looking at this, looking at that. And then I ended up just building my dream computer. I mean, I even threw a USB card in here to give myself seven more USB so I don't <laughs> so I don't so I don't have to use a hub because I mean with two verbal sticks a verbal throttle you know this podcast microphone I used you know my headset has a USB plug in you know I've got so many USBs that I was I was maxing out you know a, a six uh card powered hub or six slot hub you know on the thing and 
So why not just throw in a card? I got, you know, I stuck with DDR4. Well, I'm sure we'll get into that discussion here a bit, why you should be choosing DDR4 over 5. Or if you think 5, you know, if you're truly made of money, go nope. for it. But but we'll get into that. Um, not a discussion. I, I even went, like, uh, a Corsair, you know, their uh, IQ H100 coolers with the radiator. Because then I went with a Corsair case, decided, well, let's just go all Corsair because, you know, the RGB, of course, on the on the pump head for the liquid cooling of the processor, the RGB and the Corsair fans. Then I had to actually buy one more Corsair fan because it comes with three in the front and then the two on the radiator, but there isn't a fan for the back vent. And I could have used one of my other fans, but let's go just all Corsair. Keep so everything RGB together. on the back where you can't oh, yeah. see it? Oh, no, you can see it. You can see, I can see everything. I can see all the RGB where I'm sitting right now. There's RGB on the video card, RGB on the RAM, RGB on the pump head, uh, six fans with RGB. So Jesus. this thing runs at like 8 million FPS. But honestly, <laughs> I, I went, my other computer was nice. good. Running a Heaven um, benchmark at 1080p, I was at like 280 FPS was the average. This is almost 600 for Holy an average shit. FPS on the so t- at, a, at 1080. So over yeah. twice as fast. Yeah, it it scored, you know, it g- gives a score. It was just over 13,000 was my score if you remember what the scores look like. That's it, it, yeah, this thing <laughs> is freaking <laughs> beast dubs, Mike, cuz he was the one who kept making us run all those damn Heaven is a super <laughs> old benchmark too, by the way. That's that's like oh, a yeah. DirectX 11 benchmark that has it, it, tessellation was new when when uh, well, Heaven came out. That's okay. Well, let's go user benchmark, you know, the website that you know, compares yeah. all all this stuff. I ran on that. You know how it gives a percentage of what your computer is? Yeah, your percentile. My my old one was well, not the percentile. Like for gaming, it it calls my old PC a UFO at 113%. You know, you know, so I was more powerful than the average kind of gaming. Oh, PCs. okay. I get it. This thing scored a 315%. So it was like, yeah, this thing's crazy. But being brand new, I ran this <laughs> like before I even before I started installing games, I I, uh, I ran it. So, I mean, I had, you know, my hard drives were empty. There was no, there were no programs on this other than just the ability to run benchmarks. So even my, uh, you know, my CPU and the GPU for a 3080 Ti and for the 10700, 12700K I have in here, I was in the 95 percentile for those chips at the speed that they were running. So yeah, this thing is mm-hmm, mm-hmm. super nice. And now, like you mentioned, the EVGA software, I adjust those fans. I've got that in there. The, all the other fans I've got, you know, running the IQ software, and that's the Corsair proprietary software. So like the bottom fan on the front, I have running higher. So it it punches more air underneath the graphics card that then can be pulled through it. And that actually got me a couple degrees cooler just turning that one fan higher. Yep. So, you know, just little things like that. I've I've got it. But I mean that that uh Corsair IQ cooler, that two fan radiator, you know, I had read that you on the twelve seven hundred, you should probably go, you know, a three fan radiator, you know, a, a 360 instead of a 240 oh, and stuff. That's bullshit. bullshit. I, I I have a hard time getting over 40 degrees Celsius with this radiator you, on this thing. It's insane. Whenever you you talk, think of like um, cooler 
uh, benchmarking and reviews and stuff. Like Gamers Nexus does a ton of of that, and they're extremely technical. But they are always creating 100% loads on their CPU for the sake of saying, like, what is the the maximum? Like, this is like I'm I'm rendering a Pixar movie on my computer. Yeah, kinds yep. of workloads. This is you know this is not what happens to computers, and you you know. Um, you can get away with a lot less cooler than 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 people think. Um, I guess is what I'll say. Like it, the, the CPU, it it is good to overpower your CPU for games if you can, but what that gives you is it means that like when you have your Discord and three tabs in your browser open and stuff like that, your game doesn't suffer one or two percent. Exactly, it doesn't change your life. You know, it's your GPU anyway. Anyway, okay. You know what does make your game suffer? Don't. When you you accidentally have a USB to monitor. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. When you don't think about the fact that your poor, poor CPU has to become a GPU. Even if it's just for a static monitor. Yeah, Dubs had a monitor connected to a USB port on his motherboard that I think was forcing his CPU to software encode a video send to that monitor. So what it was is that's that's where I kept the spectrograph running when I'm running Elite. So it's constantly <laughs> refreshing, and a spectrograph has a lot of little updates happening. And yep. I'm sitting here thinking, whenever I first put it all together, I was like, "Well, that's static monitor. It's only 1080p. It's it's not going to be doing anything, right? This should this shouldn't hurt my workload at all. No, no, it hurt. It actually <laughs> did quite a bit." Okay, so here here's the goal. Um, uh, we were going to just chit-chat about random nonsense and stuff, but at this point, there is actually even more people than usual interested in um, computer advice. I think I think what I'm what I'm um, what I'm thinking here is um, the hardware channel in Discord is going to start getting a lot of threads because people are going to like individuals are going to want advice, and I absolutely want to help people. There's lots of people here um, on the show and off who are very capable at, at, at advising, and I think we should try to organize that some. But for the sake of what we're doing right here, um, some basics maybe? Like, let's assume that people are, are beginners and didn't know most of what Chig just said. <laughs> yeah, well, that's just it. Now, now that I'm done basking and, and, and bragging and, and, you know... And reasonable doing that, budget, now, too. And, like, and yeah, that, yeah. That, yeah the, the machine I built will still be functional for AAA titles three years from now, you know, at a pretty good refresh rate. I mean, yeah. mine's going to be fine three years from now. Yours yeah. is absurd. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 it's a little insane. But what we, what we that's just it. We'll get into some basic knowledge and stuff. And that's the difference between gaming on console and PC. You have like almost two hobbies when you're gaming on PC because you, you start mm. to learn all these little tidbits. And, you know, that's not even if you start getting into overclocking and stuff. You know, there's real simple things like turning on your XMP and, you know, stuff yeah. like that, that that everybody should know. But if you like go to Walmart and buy a gaming PC off the shelf, that's not going to be turned on. Guarantee it. And yeah, and just there, there's a lot of just little basic knowledge stuff and price you know, your budget is your big key. I mean, you give me a budget, I'll get you a machine that'll that'll function. You got a thousand dollars. We'll we could probably piece together a machine, but we can't cover that just discussing hardware and 
right in, a, in yeah. 20 minutes here but watch reach out for like a total total beginner how i approached it a few years ago watch a couple youtube videos if you can if you know paul's hardware that youtube channel yeah. he puts out good build mm-hmm. guides he's got yeah. a good build video back when he worked for newegg yes and once you that gives you the basics of the uh, what Lego for adults is what we're calling it. <laughs> Give you the basics for that. <laughs> I call it exactly the channel I'd recommend. Advanced yeah. Legos. Yeah. And yeah. once once you get an idea of how all the pieces go together, get your budget in mind, and at least for a starting point, to give you an idea of what you can afford, and it does good compatibility checks. I think this is PC Part Picker. Yeah. PC Part Picker. They, yep. Yeah, it's some, awesome. They've got build guides on there with suggested parts with for like each budget level you know low mid high budgets and in, in fact um the paul's hardware channel a couple of his recent videos were specifically about like sort of revisiting the like what's what's the entry budget for a gaming pc and um pulling it off in today and actually talking about the market and stuff like that which is really really good yeah. so um keep keep yeah. in mind when people say Build this eight hundred dollar budget PC. They're not including a monitor in that right. cost. <laughs> but your t- but, but all, if you have yeah. a console, you have a TV, and that can work. Yeah, keep in mind you can run a PC off your living room TV. So mm-hmm. you know it, it, you can always go that route. So keep that in mind. If you get heavier in PC gaming, you're gonna probably end up with multiple monitors and everything else. But if you <laughs> want to play on your couch. You can totally play on your couch with a PC, especially if you're playing with a controller. It would be just yeah. like having a console, yeah. only more powerful. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, so basics of of what you need. You you don't need the best. Uh, you don't need the best CPU. You don't need the best GPU. Um, you don't need more than 16 gigabytes of RAM. Uh, and if How anybody tells you? if anybody tells you different, they are absolutely. <laughs> absolutely wrong unless you are literally rendering videos and doing like video production work on your computer you will not ever use well you're forgetting you're forgetting if if you've got more than three tabs open in chrome though you may need 64 (laughs) or 128 that is nonsense anybody tell tell the vms running in the background while i'm playing (laughs) yeah that i don't need more than 16 gigabytes we're not paying attention to dubs because he's got three computers inside his computer but But anybody who tells the average user they need more than 16 gigabytes of ram is selling ram uh, right, exactly. Because frankly, a lot of people can get away with eight. Sixteen is to make sure your computer is going to be fine yeah. with like with like five eyes. But I mean, also keep in mind whenever possible, make that RAM spread out over two sticks. Go two sticks yes. of eight rather than one stick oh, of sixteen because yeah. it's I mean, dual channel. You're you're really gimping yourself. Uh, one stick yeah. of sixteen will never perform as well as two sticks of eight or even four and, sticks of four. And Actually, per- two two is optimal. Four, there, exactly. there are slight yeah. downsides to using four, but it's really but it would be like, better than one. Yeah, like I had my yeah. previous computer had sticks that were four gigabyte capacity, so I had eight and upgraded to sixteen. Now the upgrade to sixteen was worth it over the very minor uh, downgrade to speed that happens when you are using all four slots. Um, but it's ca- capacity over speed. That's another thing because with RAM, there's all these numbers. So the the basics, like you don't, you literally don't have to know all of that bullshit to get RAM. 
Um, the basics of it are it's going to tell you a speed. It's going to tell you, you know, 3,200 megahertz or whatever. That's going to be like a common one. Um, capacity over speed. The, the trick is you you got to make sure that it's, you know, there's some compatibility between your CPU and your motherboard, but pretty much every CPU and every motherboard is compatible within the the standard range, which is, you know, from 2,600 megahertz up to probably 3,600. If you start getting higher than that, then it's like kind of a serious RAM overclock. And technically the CPUs don't support it. So the motherboard has to make special provisions for it and stuff like that. So how do you know the difference between, you know, a good uh, RAM kit and a, and a bad RAM kit with all these numbers, you know? So... The basic thing is um, the only number that you really have to pay attention to is the CAS latency. So CASL, if you see it abbreviated sometimes, it's it's the first number in the set of four or five, four. Uh, Honestly, and, oh, you're, you're really good at it. You're, you're getting a bit <laughs> deep there. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Way simpler is go with a... <laughs> Go with a brand name that you recognize. It's probably enough to to get decent RAM because yeah. there's a lot of good good RAM out there. Corsair, G Skill. If you're price shopping, um, like uh, the the cast latency is basically how many times it's going, how many cycles it's going to wait before it refills itself. Um, in a very 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 simple terms, so uh, RAM that is that has a faster like megahertz rating but has a way higher cast latency might perform worse. So basically pick, what I would just say is pick what speed you're going to want the RAM to be and then like filter. So if I'm on like Micro Center or Newegg or whatever, you know, sort by, you know, I pick out the speed I want and then just pick, pick through and find, you know, if one of them has a cast latency of 15 and the rest of them are 17, buy the one that's 15, it will perform better. And it's not a huge difference. So weigh that against the cost, I guess. But well, keep in mind too, as far as a gaming rig goes, in order of importance where your budget should go is probably going to be GPU, CPU, then what? Yeah, motherboard, RAM. then RAM, last, you know, and then hard drive, hard drive, solid state drive. You want to do either yeah. a SATA yeah. solid state or an M2 drive, but that that's just to boot up mm -hmm. faster and load faster and everything else. That's the biggest thing you can do. But as far as gaming performance. Graphics card yeah. should be your biggest budget item. CPU next, motherboard, and RAM last, and then. And so then, I, know, I would, I would split it up. So if you have a budget, spend about half of that on the GPU and the other half on the other parts. That yeah. will give you what, a reasonable balance. What separates a like reasonable motherboard from a budget, very mm. low tier motherboard? That's something Power I have delivery. not understood. Yeah. Um, well, well, for one thing, there, there's there's the chipset. So th there's sort of a different thing, right? There's build quality, uh -huh. and then there's the chipset. The chipset is going to be what features the board has. Um, typically, the higher things like um, like Chig was was building on the um, the latest Intel platform. So that's the 690, and I assume you got a 690Z because the Z yep. is the one that has all the overclocking features. But yep. the other letters. Um, start they start to strip away some of the features. Um, for gaming, you don't want to go. Gosh, I'm, I don't have the letters in front of me. There's a video on um, on on this that I could probably link to, but that nobody wants to watch that crap. It's 
what you don't want is you don't want to lose the ability to turn on XMP, which is like basically the automatic overclocking of your RAM. That's the other thing about RAM is when it says this is 3200 megahertz RAM, that is not what it's going to run at unless you do some tweaking. If it, All of DDR4 runs at 2400 megahertz, no matter what until you turn on this automatic overclocking. 2133, isn't it? 2133, is, <laughs> is it really that slow? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's the default speed, and that's you'll see that on all of the CPU. All the Intel CPUs will say, oh yeah, 2133. They actually support higher speeds than that, but they don't say they do, which is this stupid, I don't know why it's this complex, it doesn't make sense. But anyway, all the motherboards have, um, it's actually called something on di- different on AMD, um, so XMP is the Intel name for it. Yeah. AMD has some different name, but it's the same damn thing. It's just running the RAM at its actual rated speed. Um, so that's a switch that you flip in your motherboard, um, and you do have to you do have to to flip that on. Yeah, um, you go into BIOS at launch. Mm-hmm. You hit you hit delete until your BIOS pops up, and it's really easy to find in the BIOS. It's not yeah. complicated. It's just a lot of people get scared doing something on a computer that's not in Windows. Yeah. But it's, Most of the BIOS it's will have um, a switch that's just as like auto OC, and sometimes it'll do your RAM and CPU at the same time. And what they're doing there is totally safe. It is It is doing XMP on your RAM, so it actually runs at the 3600 or whatever you bought. And it is it knows what CPU is in your system, and because the CPU is plugged in, so it'll say, "Oh, that's in my case, it's a 5800x from AMD," and it says, "Oh, I know that I can run that CPU at 4.2 gigahertz or whatever, which is a 400 megahertz overclock," and it just does it because they've tested it back at the factory. So this isn't anything where I like dialed it in and ran a bunch of benchmarks and waited till it crashed and then backed it off a little bit and adjusted my cooler speed and stuff. I just like, it will just work. It's fine. And so that's the auto overclock that's built into your motherboard. Those are fine. And they get you that 5%. That's just free 5% sitting there on a switch. That's all. Yep. And if you get into overclocking though, you're always going to have more heat and that's where you get into a decent cooler. And you know, Mm -hmm. that, and the newer, the, CPUs we get to and the newer the GPUs, the more power they draw, the hotter they get, the better the cooler you need. If you're getting entry level stuff, they'll actually come like your CPU, uh, central processing unit, uh, that the lower end units actually will come with just an air cooler usually included. And that is more than good enough. You don't have to yeah. buy something else. You can use the, that. The that will function, yep, function just fine. Yep, the i5s or i3s even, you know. It. Now, you can you can beat them. So so here's the thing. Um, that's true. They will work. Um, you can, and, and for the CPU, it's, it's probably fine. Um, I really love these coolers. Both of my computers have them now. Um, they're only about $35 on Amazon, this um, air cooler from Arctic. It's the Freezer Duo Esports. It's got a couple of fans on it, and because the fans are so big and powerful, they barely have to turn. And it's just a fantastic cooler, and the price is unbelievable. $35, I mean, compared to like the the water cooler that you got that, that was probably like 150 bucks or something. Um, yeah, like this thing, this thing keeps the CPU ice cool, overclocked, like wailing on VR gaming load all the time. So it's, it's, you can, th- there are ways to do a little bit better, 
But if you have like an i5 CPU or one of those that comes with a um, with a cooler, it will work and it will play your games and it will be fine. Abs- absolutely. Um, I mean, that's another, that's, that's another thing that uh, we should mention too, is the difference between AMD and Intel. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Nope. In this day and age, it does not matter at all. Yeah, the price you see on the page is literally the performance you're going to get because make, make they sure all your know motherboard get, is compatible. Well, yeah, you got to get the right. right one. Like if you buy an AMD motherboard, you buy an AMD CPU. Um, but the the price you pay is basically equivalent to the performance you're going to get on a chart because they all know they're being benchmarked, and so they just price their CPU for exactly how well it performs. <laughs> it's literally pretty, it's it's pretty much a commodity. Yeah. Yeah, if you're buying from any, you know, not buying used parts, but if you're buying from a Newegg or an yeah. Amazon or, or uh, I was going to say Circuit City, um, <laughs> well, what should I call it? Best Buy. Best uh, micro buy. Center, Micro Center, Best Buy. If you're buying yeah. from them, when you're working on PC stuff, there is so much truth to you get what you paid for. If something is more expensive, it is because of the internet. All these things are tested and they're pricing accordingly if they if they're making something that has less performance and they're asking more money unless they're apple they're not going to get the money that they're asking so just keep that in mind <laughs> and a fly ball whizzes past apple um anyway yeah uh I'm, I'm trying to think like i'm trying to keep it general because i know all the specific stuff is going to happen like in discord later um but the yeah, I mean, you don't need anything crazy. So with, with Intel, the, the naming conventions, should we talk about naming conventions for these things? At least like the, the K okay, distinction, yeah. at least. K and, yeah. So with Intel, there's, there's sort of a number for the generation and then a number for what level of part it is within that generation, right? So right now, the latest from Intel is the 12th generation. And so like, Chig, you got the 12700, right? 12700K, so it's right. overclockable. So, so yeah. 700 is the next to top of the line. There's a 900. And for gaming, like the difference between 700 and 900 is usually nothing because they're adding cores and usually lowering the clock speed a little bit when they go from 700 to 900. So it's like, what's what's more important, clock speed or or cores? The answer is a little bit complicated, but to put simply, the the way I like to think about it is like, Clock speed matters more as long as you have enough cores. So eight is enough. Four you could get away with nowadays, but it's not going to have a lot of future proof. Um, so, but everything is, I mean, even the i5s, so the i5 CPUs from Intel, which it would be like the 12400 12600K. 600 and 400, I think, are both i5s. Oh, it's a, okay, I gotcha. Yeah, they are. And in fact, the 12400, like, as far as dollars per power, is like the best value in CPUs right now. Yeah, so I, Intel I, back on top. <laughs> yeah, when I was, when I was studying, I, the 12600 is where I was leaning, the 12600K, mm-hmm. before I decided just to go for Dream system. For dream. And like, the 12900, as he said, that is the absolute top of the line, but not for gaming, the extra two hundred dollars it would have cost to do that was like a one or two percent right. potential frame yeah. boost. Whereas going from the six hundred to the seven hundred was about a six to seven percent increase. Right. So, and that's just, because we're not rendering a Pixar movie. 
Exactly. Right. It's a different it's a different kind of workload that gaming is. So most of the time when you're gaming on these CPUs, I have a 5800X, which is, again, it's a, in a similar place on the AMD line. It's like sort of the next to top of the line. It's most of the time it's sitting at like 30% usage. So it's yeah. not being stressed at all. And um, just to provide the counterpoint to those two systems, I play on an old i5-3470. I can run elite just fine. Yeah. Yep. So I mean, you can absolutely get into this on a budget. Right. And the, the K on the Intel side, the K at the end, um, represent that, that means that it can be overclocked at the motherboard. That that's the unlocked K means unlocked. There's also an F skew. And so there can be KFs and, and not KFs. So, the F is a little bit cheaper because it doesn't include integrated graphics. And Intel's integrated graphics aren't anything to write home about, but you could run an extra monitor off of them. Yeah. Um, generally speaking, the difference is about $20 between the same CPU with or without the IGP, the integrated graphics. So the, the good advice is get, get the non-F because... Yeah. Then you can just plug a monitor in for free without it draining your other G. You know, or just, or let's say your GPU dies, you can still boot up your computer your to emails. a monitor. Yeah, yeah, you can you can boot up to troubleshoot mm-hmm. at that point, whereas right. otherwise you couldn't. So there's so, that. Yeah, um, and, and with AMD, I'm actually I think everything is overclockable with AMD. Is that right? I'm actually less familiar with AMD, even though I'm running it in this system. I was off of them for like a lot of years, <laughs> and only my most recent system has it. Yeah, see, I'm I'm green team and blue team all the time, so I I, <laughs> I don't know enough okay. about AMD. So, with, with AMD, yeah, the current generation is the five thousand, and so there's a fifty six hundred. X and there's a 5800X which I have. There's a 59, and they they go. They just keep adding cores, and it's ridiculous. And you don't you don't need it. It's it, literally meaningless. Even the, the 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 one below mine, the 5600X, would probably perform the same. But I just I bought an extra two cores. I don't know. Whatever. I I play in VR though, which is it's a different workload that, than flat screen in in a lot of significant ways. Um, but you don't have to have this latest generation stuff either. So the other thing that goes on in AMD is they have um, the the G series. So it's like the the fifty six hundred G and the fifty seven hundred G. Those are the ones with integrated graphics. So with AMD, it's not like it always has integrated graphics unless we say otherwise. It's like only certain CPUs have integrated graphics, except theirs are way way more powerful than Intel's. They call it's, them APUs. They call them APUs. All processing unit. I think it mm. literally means that. It's really cringy. Mm. <laughs> um, but it's it is it's not a replacement for a separate GPU card that you plug into your computer. It is not it is not really on that level. But it is like it is like five maybe ten fold better than Intel's. Uh, it's it's significant. It's yeah. like like it's really significant. Um, so like the the fifty seven hundred G CPU, you could play some games on. I don't. I wouldn't expect it to work its way around Elite Dangerous Odyssey very well. But you know, Counter Strike. You know, older games like random stuff. It would whiz through that easily without a graphics card in it. And so that was some of the advice for a while when GPUs were super, super expensive. 
um, was maybe you just pick up one of these and live with it for a little while. And then when GPUs start to come down, you can add one of these into your system. So your CPU can basically handle it all for a while. That's probably not great advice for this crowd. I think Elite <laughs> yeah. takes a little more horsepower from, from, from that. But well, anyway, that's another thing. Well, I'm looking at the Odyssey Steam page at the recommended system specs to help people target their builds. And let's see if we think this is realistic. Yep. The recommended requirement should get you good performance, you'd think. They recommend an Intel i5-8600 CPU. I have less. So, so that's the that's the CPU right the, the model right below the one Chig used to have. Yes. Okay. Graphics card. NVIDIA GTX 1060. With six gigabytes of VRAM. Yeah, now, is this for Odyssey? the most popular graphics card yeah. in the world. Odyssey. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And what would be the Radon equivalent, the AMD equivalent of that? RX 580. Which is what I have. Yeah, there you go. The funniest thing, the memory recommendation is 12 gigabytes of RAM. Where's <laughs> <laughs> an L8? That's 27 gigabytes. Because they sell sticks in like 8 gigabytes or 4 gigabytes is like the smallest you can get, right? Per stick. And yeah. you never, you never yeah. mix and match sizes is what I hear. Well, the thing is, like, no. I've seen tests where you literally can mix and match stuff. But the, the trouble is, if anything goes wrong with RAM, you can't fix it and you don't know what it is. So generally, it's like, yeah, if you can get matched kits, that's the best way to go. And then you know it works. Absolutely. 12 yeah, so, gigabytes. <laughs> so, I mean, that, you could probably put this system together for less than a thousand dollars i was i'm actually on pc parts picker and i was trying to find so is an 8600 an i5 8600k is that what they yeah. wanted yes that one's like not on here is there a search box on pc parts picker oh you, there is 8600 well, oh right, here we go all right so an 8600k so they're saying that's 295 dollars still whoa that's insane well, yes. this, is like a, this is not sold anymore this is a you you'd find this yeah. used well, so that must I bought, have been what it was new or something. I, uh, I yeah. bought my desktop used from somebody because I, I used to be on a laptop. Uh, it's an i5, 8 gigabyte with a Radon RX 580. I paid $400 for it used. Yeah, yeah, that's a good deal. Even today. I mean, so you can absolutely get a very inexpensive PC that will yeah. run Elite. Now you you bought that not in this market, so that that computer. Uh, no. Well, I bought it yeah over a year ago, so yeah. Well, okay, all right. That wasn't that long ago. Close, closer to two. Oh. I mean, it was it was post <clears throat> it was post COVID, but it was early COVID. What, yeah. what would be a, a current a modern day equivalent of twelve thousand six hundred. Eleven thousand six hundred. Uh, well, no, I, I mean a a twelve a twelve six hundred would run rings around an eight six hundred, right? Because you've got this generational yeah. advancement, so you like, could you could get away with a twelve four hundred, and it would still be a lot faster. Than the big problem, though, going twelfth gen is yeah. you're also going to be spending way more for a motherboard than you have in the past. Yes. Mother, so motherboard right. prices are through the roof. What's what's something that people could buy today that would be so good if, enough? If cost is a concern, but you want to go current, um, I think AMD is the way to go right now because it, the the current chips, 
They're about to release something new, but their current socket is called AM4, and it's been around for a long time, so it's extremely worn in. There's a ton of motherboards out there, and a lot of different CPUs all fit into the same socket. So you've got a ton of compatibility. But you can get latest-gen AMD CPUs, or you could go previous-gen, which is like the, the 3600s, the 3800s, stuff like that, which would still be very viable today. Um, and then you get motherboards that you could get for only like 100 bucks, 150 bucks. like a super high-end one would be 200 And that's like minimum. If you're talking about the latest-gen Intel, the Z690s um, yeah. are... Yeah. Hundreds of dollars, frankly overpriced because they're new. I guess uh, they they've really thrown they they've doubled down on the number of headers on them. You know yeah. the number yeah. of M2 slots. I mean, I've got three M2 drives in mine, and I've got an empty slot, so I could go another <laughs> couple terabytes of M2 storage if I wanted. I've got four yeah. on there right now. You know they they they've definitely upped the ante, and that's. Whether you go DDR4 or DDR5, I say we don't even discuss DDR5 no, right now. Don't, don't even look at DDR5. The, literally, there are kits, there are 16 gigabyte kits that cost like $600. Yeah. Um, if you and they don't perform them. better. They don't perform better. So don't they, even look at that seriously. So they've made five Dance Dance Revolution games. That's what that means to me. Yes, that uh. absolutely is what that means. Um, this, you know, continuing to talk about CPUs, the. There, there is this thing where there's a generational advancement. So 600 from the 12th generation is not equivalent to the 600 from the 8th generation by a wide margin. Um, so, but, it, but it's the same sort of place in the product stack. So it's like the top-of-the-line product versus the budget product that really can just browse the web, which is the 12100, um, which exists. Mm-hmm. And it's fine, you know, it's a hell of a lot better than the 8100. <laughs> um, but it's not what you would want for a gaming computer. So so from the latest gen, yeah, 12400 would be outstanding and it would okay. run Elite easily. Yeah, you um, could get one and, of those for a previous, couple hundred bucks, right. probably. It, it, that's, a, that's a very, that's currently, that's dominating like the budget market. That is super well-placed um, from Intel because AMD has no answer to it, although I think they're going to be really releasing something soon. Um, that is going to finally start to touch into a little bit more budget CPU market. But like the CPU I have was only $300. Um, yeah, my, mine was 380 for, you know, top of the line, you know, beast, yeah. you know, so. It is so AMD it is. cut prices to sort of, to sort of compete. Um, the other, a couple of things that, that we've said in passing, like M.2. So let's talk about storage. The, the difference between any solid state and a hard drive, which is you know spinning, spinning rust. HDD is old and busted. Yes, do not even bother. Do not even bother. Do not even bother. But the difference between SATA solid state versus M.2. Well, actually, there are SATA drives that plug into M.2 slots, but the, it can get a little confusing sometimes. But basically, SATA, the thing that's shaped like a hard drive but is actually solid state, versus the M.2, which is sort of like a little tiny stick that you. St- like you sort of push flush against your motherboard. Those are NVMe storage, which is wildly faster. So solid state's wildly faster than hard drive. And NVMe is a wildly faster version of solid state. But the difference in game is pretty much meaningless. Yeah, you're not going to notice. But let me just point out too, because 
you, you'll see a lot of videos, you know, probably a year old, you know, it'll seem new going SATA SSD versus NVMe. And they'll always say, go a SATA because it's going to be so much uh, cheaper to get more storage. Right now, if you mm-hmm. actually go look at prices, the M2 drives are very, very comparable to. It's easy. Yeah. You to, can get a hundred. I mean, you can get yeah. for a hundred dollars. You can get a, a terabyte easily yep. of NVMe of, storage. Of either of, and that's what a terabyte of SSD is right now is eighty to a hundred dollars. <laughs> so it, yeah. Yeah, there's no reason not to go NV, NVMe if you right. have the slots on your motherboard. A couple right. of reasons for that: a, it is faster; two, it's way cleaner in your case and way easier to install. Mm-hmm. You don't have to run power to it. You don't have to run, you know, anything. It's just literally slides into a slot and one tiny screw. What these guys are talking about, the solid state is like the storage technology. The M.2 is the form factor. So right. it, just, it just plugs straight into this little slot on your motherboard. The older style of solid state drives, I think Theta might be the form factor for, for them. Those yeah. are more yeah. those are more like they connect similar to how the old style hard disk drives do you've got a, yeah. a data cable that goes to your motherboard and then a, a power cable i think that also goes mm-hmm. from the motherboard yes, to the that that is correct to the drive so you're it's a lot a lot less cables a yeah. lot easier install to use that m.2 yeah. drive and, and certain drives are faster than others but you could think of it uh, simply like nvme is something like twice as fast as regular sata but sata is like 10 times as or or 40 times yeah. as fast as your hard drive depending Most. on how your hard drive hard drive was the worst thing about computers it was by a wide mm-hmm. margin the slowest thing in your computer even way way back in the 90s <laughs> uh, most people won't notice the difference between a sata and uh, nvme yeah e- even say. very very knowledgeable people would have a hard time telling the difference yeah, yeah the- i clocked mine actually when i switched um I switched from when I switched from a SATA to actually a very good NVMe drive. I I checked, and and actually I did this again when I switched from a a different computer from a slow-ish NVMe drive to a very very good MD NVMe drive. And the difference because I I could with a hard drive your computer could take a couple of minutes to boot up, mm-hmm. and with any solid-state storage it could boot up in less than sixty seconds, and. Yeah. Then so then I was on NVMe and my my you know less than one minute boot up turned into less than thirty seconds and then from slow NVMe slow in quotes to fast NVMe you know it, it, operations that took six seconds before now only take four so that doesn't matter <laughs> don't worry about that yeah yeah well that's the thing you go from a, a you know the spinning discs you know an HDD. And if you go to just a SATA drive, it's, let's say, 90% faster. So something that took, you know, 90 seconds now takes nine seconds. You know, now if you go to an NVMe and let's say that's 90% faster, it goes down to two seconds, but that's only seven seconds faster instead of a minute and a half faster. You know, <laughs> right. you just, you, you're not going to notice that as much. It's still great compared to what it was. Yeah. I mean, can, okay. Yeah. Oh no, sorry. Go on. Like I, I bought one M.2 drive, and I think it's a terabyte, and it was like ninety dollars or a hundred and twenty dollars, something like that. Yeah. Like really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But see, like okay, now 
building up here, this is just uh, talking about, because we're talking about the M2 drives for a second, I'm glad I have knowledge building computers. Back, like, first time I was building a computer and, you know, hooking up wires and my buddy who knew about computers and I didn't back in the day is like, oh, don't worry about that. You don't need that. Oh, don't worry about it. I'm like, but the manual says you don't need that. And I, I, I was <laughs> like, you're driving me nuts. But now after years of building, you know, and tinkering with computers, I'm building this PC, right? And I'm at the point where I'm going to install Windows on it. So I looked at the motherboard briefly, uh, motherboard instructions, just to see if it had a, a preferred USB drive to put the my thumb drive into to install windows. And when I get to there, the instruction said, if you're planning on doing the operating system on an M2 drive or an NVMe drive, uh, you have to go to gigabytes website first, download this uh, utility, then put that thumb drive in before you install windows. And I'm like, what? That can't be true. So I put my Windows thumb drive in and installed Windows, and it's all fine. So just <laughs> experience helps. Oh, okay. So here's, you know what I that makes me think of is um, when you get parts, especially a motherboard, it's going to come with a big, thick book. Now, some of the stuff in there is reference for like the physical layout of the board because there's things like your, your RAM, there's four slots for RAM, and there's an A channel and a B channel, and they each have two slots. Well, there's a certain order that you need to stick those RAM chips into, right? They need to be occupying both channels. But if you don't have four channels, if you don't have four slots populated, one of the sets is preferred by the motherboard. There's things like that that you reference in the in the manual. But that manual is old before it ever leaves their factory. And there's going to be a BIOS update and there's going to be other stuff that's been fixed in the background beforehand. And... There's probably there might is there still CDs? You just got a motherboard. Is there still CDs in motherboard cases? My uh, motherboard did not come with a CD, but my seven USB hub compact did. disc. The compact oh, disc. Sake. Yep. That, oh, yeah. sorry. Compact disc. It's an optical media. You see. So yeah. Anyway, throw all that crap away. <laughs> it's nonsense. Keep keep your motherboard box and keep all oh, your yeah. spare parts in it. Keep all your spare pieces keep in your motherboard spare pieces. box. Okay, yeah. one more yeah, thing. Yeah, just the sheer volume of spare parts I have is, I, I don't know how they do it. Why Why do I have so many extra parts? It's insane. I could, I've could. Go i got, in, in the storage room behind me, I've got probably two computers worth of spare parts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, none of you at home want them, I promise. None of them are new. And I the only GPUs I had that were good enough to play Elite, I've already... Um, you know, get passed off to members of the community long ago. So anyway. Um, Power so supply. Power supply, that's exactly what I, where I was going. As, as much as you can afford. Uh, Actually, let me just mention real quick, no, my I old computer, when I, when I took it apart, you know, to pull the RAM off and pull yeah. an NVMe drive. It's the first time I ever actually looked at the power supply. It was a pre-built, you know, and the power oh, okay. supply was in a shroud. So I, I took that out to take a look and figure out, um, you know, if it was worthwhile. It was it was a bronze plus. I didn't. Ooh. Uh, yeah, I was like, oh, it doesn't God. happen anymore. Yeah, no, it, no. I, I was like, God damn, I'm glad that my computer didn't die in the last. And that's an and efficiency rating. Like a current yeah. efficiency. Go ahead. Well, that tracks explain. It. OK, so here's the thing. A lot's changed in power supplies in the last five to 10 years. However, there was this rating system. Uh, 80 plus, whatever, 80 plus, and then some color. 
Uh, bronze, silver, gold. Well, it started uh, white, white, bronze, oh, silver, really? gold. White. Yeah. I've never even seen that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know, right? So that was bad. Basically, um, gold was kind of where you wanted to be, and this this basically meant that uh, up to eighty percent of the power supply's range of supply it would be within some efficiency rating. And there's a hell of a lot of numbers and math that go into kind of calculating what this efficiency rating is and what it means and and stuff like that. If you really want to get into that, go to the Gamers Nexus YouTube channel because they really get into the weeds. But you don't really need to know any of that stuff because for the most part, as the technology has improved, um, everything is 80 plus gold now or better. And Mm -hmm. most stuff is better. Um, So the thing is, Power supplies can actually, for the most part, run higher than they're rated for, but they'll start to wear if you're doing that to them all the time. And the reason they have to be this way is because your computer is going to have spikes, actually, that are little momentary blips that go way higher than the typical power consumption of your computer. So if my my giant spicy graphics card is is can consume you know 340 watts or whatever the hell it can spike to much higher than that for fractions of a second. And so the power supply has to be beefy enough to absorb that. They can. They can go way higher than their, than their rating. Um, so whenever you're given these uh, wattage numbers, if, if you know the 3080 is over 300 watts or something, most GPUs are going to be way, way lower than that. Um, and then the CPUs are typically in the 95-watt range, probably lower if you're, if you're dealing with anything on a budget, uh, 65 watts maybe or lower. For a CPU, keep in uh, mind with the with the power supply too is you you can't go too big either. Uh, your right. power supply isn't pumping juice at your parts. Your parts are pulling power from the power right. supply. So right. don't be afraid. You know, if you've got you recommended a six hundred and fifty watt, I would always go the next size up to like a seven fifty or eight fifty. Just always have more overhead. There's mm-hmm. no harm in it. Yeah. And I got uh, years and years ago when I had, I built a, the last time I built a totally new computer from the ground up, which was using the same case and the same power supply that I'm using now. Um, it was, it was very, it was a 6,500 i5 and, a, and I had two NVIDIA 46, or sorry, they weren't even 46, they were 460s because that was before we went to four <laughs> digits. Nice. So I had dual 460s in SLI, which SLI, don't bother with that, by the way. That doesn't work anymore. Um, it's bad. It, anyway, um, I bought, because I was trying to just over-provision like crazy, I bought a 950-watt power supply. Oof. It's not a super fancy one, but it's way over-provisioned, and it's from Corsair, it's a good one, and it's stayed with me for uh, over like uh, almost almost twelve years now of upgrades. Um, it's still happily powering my brand new CPU and and thirty eighty graphics card. Um, it's fine. The thing is, it's so old that it was before power supplies were modular. So the thing to kind of look for now, which is a big convenience, is a lot of power supplies now are modular or partially modular, which means some of the cables that you might not need can be just disconnected and they don't even have to sit inside your case taking up space. Um, So my case has a ton of cables all bundled up at the bottom of it that I'm not using because I don't have eight hard drives and so on and so forth because nobody does anymore. We have NVMe drives because we're so cool. 
Yeah, I, mine is uh, the semi-modular, they call it. So the 24-pin is the only one that's uh, <laughs> permanently attached. And that's, you know, the main power to your motherboard. Right. So that You're one, always going to have 24-pin and then a 4- a or an 8-pin ATX, which also goes to the motherboard. Um, if you have any separate drives that aren't NVMe, they need a power source. So that's a 5-volt. And then um, graphics cards... Uh, typically, graphics cards powerful enough to run Elite will need external power, and so a PCI. So yeah, partially modular is all you need to worry about because the things that are going to be permanently attached are the things you're going to permanently need anyway. So fully modular is is really just a a luxury of not having any cables attached to it when you insert it into your computer case. My my uh, <laughs> my graphics card has uh, four eight pins plugged into it. No, it doesn't. Four? Four. Four. No, three. Sorry. Three. I yeah, wrong. I was three, say. three, eight pins. But then my <laughs> uh, CPU has an eight and a four plugged mm-hmm, into mm-hmm. it. So now see my my 3080 only has two PCI power connectors, but that's because EVGA just goes they put the extra power connector on the for the win card, not because it actually needs it, but because it makes you feel fucking great, doesn't it? Admit it. You <laughs> well, feel brilliant when you plug that third one in. This thing has just a switch that you flick on it that overclocks it. Literally, a, BIOS. a physical switch you can click, yeah. and then it'll go up to the 450 watts instead of 400 watts. And when you throw the switch, the RBG dims. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the lights in the neighborhood yeah. dim. <laughs> okay. And you, so. That that reminds me of one one more thing before we go. Before we go, overclocking. Um, overclocking is not something you generally have to worry about that much. Like we talked a little bit about how your motherboard, for the sake of your RAM and CPU, you can generally just flick a switch and it, it will do whatever it knows is safe, and you don't have to worry about it. And it's essentially just free, you know, power on on the on a switch. Um, for the GPU and the CPU nowadays. And for several generations back, like you, you basically can't get a CPU that won't do this. They will take care of themselves by speeding up if they have thermal headroom to do so automatically, slowing back down. So not getting too hot. Right, exactly. So as long as you can keep everything reasonably cool, and we're talking like below, well, uh, the cutoff is, is starts to happen usually around ninety degrees Celsius, but. There's a there's some hysteresis to it, so it actually like if you start to get close, like if you start to go above eighty degrees, then your your parts will start to react because they don't want to wait till they're already too too hot and then start slowing down. You get this rubber banding effect where they're bouncing up and down, um, so they want to slow down a little early, so they'll start to slow down as they approach the bad temperature and so on and so forth. But anyway, so it's called GPU boost on your GPUs, and I don't know if there's really a name for it on CPUs, but basically when you overclock them. If they start to get hot um, under heavy load conditions, they'll just slow down a little bit. They won't stop. They'll just clock them. You know, if it's running at 4.2 gigahertz, it'll slow down to 4 or 3.8 for a little while until it's cooler. Um, This is really kind of most important for GPUs because your GPU will overclock itself. When you look on this on the sheet and it says that the 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 uh, speed rating for whatever model you have is 715 megahertz or, or or 1750 megahertz or whatever, which I think is the base clock for my 3080, if I remember correctly. Um, it never runs at that. It's running at at 
2115 right now on its own. And and then I have a I have an offset on top of that. But you don't even have to worry about the things like the offset. Um, they will overclock themselves. The best thing you can do, which is so simple, is you get any of these overclocking uh, utilities. MSI's Afterburner is really popular, um, although I like the EVGA one because it's because I have an EVGA card, and I guess I'm sort of a snob about it. But there is a in those softwares there is a power target and a and a temperature target, and you can just grab those sliders and pull them all the way to the right. It's different for every model of graphics card, but they can all do it a little bit. And for mine, it'll go up to about 108%. And if I drag the temperature as well, that, that'll tell it, it can wait a little bit longer before it starts to clock itself down. And that's just free power. And that, so that's what's, in fact, it's running, it's running at that level. And I actually have it down to 80% power target right now because I forgot to change it. <laughs> so I have, it, I have it actually at reduced power right now. Um, and, and so that power limit is, is just how far it will push itself, um, before it says, I won't go any farther. I won't continue to add voltage. This is all like automatic overclocking that you don't have to tweak. And it's all totally safe because it's keeping track of its own temperature and it's protecting itself. Every GPU does this. Even if you don't have one of these programs running, when you turn on the program, you're just getting that extra eight or 10% or, or whatever. Um, so it is worth turning them on, but you don't have to. And that's overclocking as far as anybody needs to know, frankly, mm-hmm. because the difference between this and really getting into the weeds about it and tweaking the voltages and all that stuff is at most 5 or 6%. And, yeah, at most. You don't yeah. Yeah. And, and compare that. Like if you're running your game at 60 FPS, 5% on that, it's, you're not even getting to 70. It doesn't matter. The human eye can't even see more than what? <laughs> three. I can see three. I can see three <laughs> FPS for sure. That's what I know for sure. All right. I'm running around a station in Odyssey. All settings absolutely maxed out. 124 FPS, nice. 119. So, yeah, you, you can. Uh, just, in a concourse? Yeah, running around a concourse. I'm in oh, the bar. Wow. I'm in the bar at 115. Is it maxing out the usage on your? Yeah, what's your card? usage? Right, let me pull it. Let me open up Afterburner. Five percent. Oh, yeah. That's what it's going to be. It's going to be like sixty percent used. Where are we? All right. Let's see. Resume. Uh, no, it's thinking because it's using all the power. Okay, there we go. Uh, GPO GPO usage maxed out ninety nine percent. Nice. Nice. Yep. Uh, You got Odyssey to actually use your GPU. How'd you do that? Money. Temporary. (laughs) Now it's it's down to 83. It's in between 80 and 99. Mm. But the frames are staying over 100 the whole time. That's good. Okay, go order an Apex and tell me if it changes. (laughs) Is that what happens when you order an Apex? I... I was in, when I was doing all this testing crap, I was in a prison ship and my FPS went up over 300 and it was using 99% of my GPU. And I went, whoa, how did this happen? Because that's a big change. And so then I was like messing around and then I ordered an Apex and it dropped back down to like, <laughs> hold on, I have the, I have the screenshots here. Um, so um, prison ship, 
Here's a screenshot. So my GPU was essentially maxed out. It's 94% on this picture. And I was at a 177 FPS standing on this prison ship. And then I ordered an Apex. And at that moment, facing with the same view, I turned around and looked in the same direction. My usage dropped down. Thing just changed. I dropped down to about twenty percent right when I ordered the shuttle. There it is. I ordered the shuttle, and my GPU usage went to forty-eight percent, and my FPS dropped to ninety-one. Yeah, I, and I, then I, yeah, I dropped to seventy FPS and was down to about twenty-eight percent GPU yeah. usage. Huh. Which, which for you computer laymen out there, should never happen. That means the the GPU is literally idling between drawing frames. The frame rate's lowering, and it's just waiting between drawing them instead of speeding up. Then I entered the elevator, and after entering the elevator, the usage yep. went back up to 96, and my FPS went back up. I dropped way down right when the ele- I first got in the elevator, and then it then climbed it shoots back up. up. Yep. yep. This engine, wait. this game engine, is fucking broken. And I'm done messing around, trying to be diplomatic about it. It's broken. It should not be doing that crap. Something's going on in the background that is telling my computer to wait between frames. I'm tired of it. This is why your consoles don't work. Yeah, yeah. see, I'm in, that, that in the actual shuttle, I locked at about 96 frames for a little bit there, and usage dropped down to about 50%. Yeah. Now the shuttle's so, on the move. Now I'm up to 144 where it's locked and... Usage yeah. doesn't matter at it's that hitting point. Hitting the frame, the limit yeah. of the monitor. Yeah. So the, this is not how games should work. If you're less than your frame rate cap, so if your monitor's running at sixty, then your GPU shouldn't go less than like ninety nine percent usage unless it's above sixty frames per second. And it's then it's waiting between frames because it's waiting for the monitor's refresh rate. Okay. If it's less than your monitor's refresh rate, it should not be waiting for frames. Your CPU is obviously not maxed out. That's probably at like in ten percent or something, and it's absurd. And this shouldn't be happening. It's because the game's busted, and there's something going on with the AI or some other stupid shit that it's doing between drawing things. And I'm very upset about it. So, okay, <laughs> we can tell. We can tell. You're allowed. Yeah. You're allowed. Yeah. Okay. Um. That's that's why it doesn't work on consoles. Like I I I don't care about being diplomatic about it anymore. It's not because consoles are bad machines. There's no excuse for it. It's it's yeah. just was done wrong. There are, there are games that wrong. look a lot better than Elite that work yeah. just fine. Yeah. Consoles. It was done to, wrong. They, to to all the consoles out there, it's not you. It's them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's them. And because and I say that specifically because I get that sentiment from some people, you know, in Discord where it's like consoles hear that their machines are weak and. And it's they're a second class citizen or something. Well, their machines aren't too weak that they shouldn't be able to run this. It's because exactly. it was made badly. But and, at it, the and end that's of the- why I say, and that's why I say it don't worry, guys. I'm not picking on you. It doesn't run right on PC either. This is right. True. But I do just want to reiterate again, one thing is that Elite as a console game is old, you know, and yeah. consoles themselves are old hardware at this point. If you know, I were trying to do this on hardware that was only available in 2015, I'd be struggling at PC a little bit, I think. I mean, you know, we can we can 
you know, turn down graphics and stuff on PC, which is nice. So you can really stretch the life out of a PC for a while. Whereas, you know, consoles, it's, it's just a fact of life. Tech gets old. Now, I still wish that they would have committed to going forward, you know, with, you know, on the next gen consoles, but it is what it is, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, I'm the chatter in the Discord. Uh, we're going on two and a half hours now, so that's it. So let's um, anybody who is interested in building a computer, switching to PC, we are here to help. There are a lot more than just us here that are here to help in Discord. Um, there's a hardware, and it says it says you know computer hardware, Xbox, PlayStation. That's the channel for talking about hardware. Let's make threads in that for people for people's individual builds so we can talk about it. They're still public, but that way we can keep things organized because I'm sincerely interested in helping people and I know a lot of others are. So Yeah, and if you um, don't want help in public too, I, I'm always open to be DM'd if you want have questions. <laughs> you can call right. Tracks at home. Um, his number is, <laughs> yeah. hold on, let me find it here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, but I, I just also want to mention like APOC V just built a new computer too practically the same computer i built except i think he went with an amd uh and he got a 6900 xt processor like the most powerful amd <laughs> but he, he he got the same exact motherboard same exact cpu yeah. same exact water actually no he went the uh 360 so he actually went with the yeah. three a bigger three, water fan, three fan water cooler um so have I mean, you seen yeah. the sim stuff he runs off of that yeah yeah, he has I mean, a big sim pit and everything. He's, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so he, I'm sure he'd be happy to help people too. Oh, lots of, lots of help. Absolutely. Lots of help to be had. There's a lot of knowledgeable people around and it will, there will be no shortage of it. Okay. And, and I might um, have an old computer for sale, so hit me up. Yeah, yeah, and by old, he means it has a 2080 in it. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give Ancient. me a break. Ancient <laughs> computer that, by the way, like he didn't go from 30 FPS to 300. He went from 150 to 300. Anyway, ah, chig. I know. <laughs> That's why I he know. had to take that job that he wasn't <laughs> sure if he wanted. Okay, anyway. So Community Corner, I do want to touch on a couple of things. So the next Buckyball race has been announced. It's going to be Saturday, March 19th. And if I don't get it into this episode, then it'll be late. So, um... Saturday the 19th, this one is going to involve, it's the only one in the series that involves an SRV. Um, of course, it will be happening in Horizons because some things are different about the layout of certain surface things, so all this stuff happens in Horizons. Um, links in the show notes. Um, somebody made a scale, is, is making current, uh, a scale model of a fleet carrier. I don't have a link to that. I know it exists. Super cool. Super cool. Uh, whatever. It's in the it's in the the video media links channel. Although you'll have to scroll back a few days because that was in there from last week. Anyway, um, what is okay? Lost Souls Three: The Fatherhood Expedition. The, the Fatherhood is another player faction that happens to be reasonably close to us. They uh, just here about two weeks ago made a public announcement for their big expedition called Lost Souls Three. There's a link in the show notes to their Discord. They've opened it up to everybody. I uh, I talked to them when they put up the link and told them, hey, you you want us to give this some airtime? And they said, yeah, please do. So um, like I said, they've, they've got an EDSM link. I forget where all they're going. It's a pretty long trip. If that is your cup of tea, check them out. All right. Uh, and last thing, while we were recording the show... It has come to our attention that Commander Node 
has been hyperdicted at Seoul. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, so this is um Canon this is a we have a link to the tweet from Canon Research. Thargoids have been spotted in Seoul itself. Commander Node was hyperdicted in Seoul on his way to Gabia by a lone Cyclops. We're glad to report that the Commander Node is unharmed. Um and so there's a, a bit of information here. I don't get some of the stuff they're saying. The hyperdiction was zero light years from Seoul. The destination was 166 from Seoul, which is Gabia, uh, the current one of the current incursion systems. Um, I guess that just means it literally happened on his way out of Seoul, and he was dropped back into Seoul. Afterwards. Yeah, yeah, that's what yeah. I, that's how I'm reading it. Well, that's exciting, and I can't wait to see where the story goes next. Earth yeah. is dead tomorrow. Okay. We're popping in for a correction okay, because I, cl- I, cl- I closed the recording and then all these guys, as I'm getting ready to post-produce the podcast, all these guys start doing math and figuring out stuff to do with this uh, hyperdiction in Seoul. And go ahead, guys. Basically, basically yeah. what happened was this, the person who was uh, the, who got hyperdicted did a premium uh, injection to boot for their FSD boost to jump directly to Gabria, where there's a Thargoid incursion going on. In their and, already 80 light year jump, jump Conda, so they could make the 166 light year jump in one jump. Right. Um, so what I did was I flew around Seoul to try to get hyperdicted, and then I followed the route from Seoul to Gabia um, in about eight jumps. And then the one right before I jumped into Gabia is when. Uh, I got hyperdicted. So, uh, and then I didn't even know that there was a video of it or really look into it. I just, we just kind of figured as we were talking, uh, some of the other guys in the, um, squadron, like, uh, Lark Shadow and Manitook, and I forget who else was, uh, was there. Black Wolf was there, uh, Rabbi Bob, MechVet, um, we were talking, and, you know, I was like, they had to have boosted to do it in one jump and then when they got when they got um after the interdiction they must have looked back and seen that they were zero light years from soul but they did it in one jump so that tells me yeah the hyperdiction uh, is from the the end point yeah Yeah, it's coming from the system you're jumping into not so i'm like 70 75 sure there aren't any thargoids near soul i'm 100 percent sure you're correct so if I was FDev and saw this, I would be like, I would put some targoids in Seoul, but Well, know. maybe things maybe things are coming now that we can move on with the with the story and so on. So anyway, so we we turned the recording on to get this correction in there because I put that in at the end of the show before we'd investigated it. So thanks thanks, thanks to Tef One for bringing this to our attention. Yeah, thanks, yeah, thanks Tef. You're welcome. We fact checked ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is Hudson's fault. It's well, everything Dubs is Hudson's fault. fault. He's yeah. got to go. Dubs did not my, it. He's not my president. <laughs> Would <laughs> anyone much. like to tell me about a cheese? Oh, God. I didn't even think about that. Uh, well, anyone? Yeah. Okay, that's good. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I've finished my <laughs> bourbon, so I don't want to be doing this anymore. <laughs> tell me a cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just call it a show.
Okay. We, we've talked for uh, way too long. Yeah, this has gone way too long. If you like the show, even when we talk about hardware for way too long, please rate and review the show on your favorite podcast app because it helps people find the show and that'll help them build computers and that'll help them rejoin the community. Uh, considering this great tragedy. You can find our Discord at discord.io slash loose screws. And you can check out our merch store at loosescrews.com for mugs, t-shirts, hoodies, and more. And I just want to say to to Colin, I'm sorry this stuff keeps happening when right before we record and not right before you record. Oh, wait, Feel random. You, buddy. What? Random, random feel old moment. Uh, movie that... Uh, okay. Movie anniversary real quick. 15 yeah. years old, the movie 300. Jesus. Uh, 15? Yeah. Are you 15, serious? 2007 is the movie 300. Yeah. That's, I, that's That's the only reason I brought it up because I was looking real quick and I'm like, oh, Ice Age. Uh, the first Ice Age is 20 years old. <laughs> Better than 300. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shut up. That was a good movie. 300 was, was fun. fun. Come on. Oh, oh, man. There's a good one next week. All right. Yeah. There's going to be some good movie in it. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> 35 <laughs> years a- old. 35 years old. There's two on here that I'm going to go with. Lethal Weapon. The original Lethal Weapon oh, is 35 yeah, years old. Good movie. Raisin Arizona. Good old Nick Cage oh, that's movie. A great that's movie. A yeah. one of Coen Brothers' very first movies. Yeah. yeah. Badass. Okay. Yeah. That, all that's right. all I had. That concludes this episode of Chig Gets Excited About Stuff That He's Planning On Telling You About Next Week. I'm Commander Jantrax, and I thank Chig, Dubs, Data, and Nurgle for joining me. And to all of you out there, console or otherwise, fly loose and extra screwy. All right.